welcome to another episode of Block Talk, presented by Theatre in the Now. I'm your host as always, Michael Block. Love drag? Love singing? Love singing drag queens? Well, get yourself over to the Glam Award-winning club coming for the brand new all-live singing drag competition, Drag Array Star. Hosted by Lauren Order, eight drag artists battle each other for this chance for their own cabaret and a sickening prize package. See you at Club Coming Sunday nights. And as always, follow me on Instagram at MichaelBlockTalk on Twitter and visit theaterthenow.com for latest news, reviews, and interviews. The Greatest Reality Show is turning 20 years old and is celebrating its 40th season by bringing back 20 of its greatest winners to ballot it out in the newest edition of Survivor. And guess what? We're finally talking about my favorite TV show on my podcast. Sit back and relax, and we're here to talk about Survivor Winners at War. And joining me is super fan, Andrew Orsi. Hi! And I'm on Garbage. Hi! How are you? Great. I'm so excited for this season. Yeah. I'm so excited to be talking about it. Yeah, so um, little known facts, some people may or may not know, um, for the season um, Millennials vs. Gen X, I did do a Survivor podcast with a friend. Uh, the podcast was called Digging Deep. Um, it was really gay. Um, but Jeff Probst says it, so that's where it came from. Who was your number one uh, that you most want to dig deep with on <laughs> Millennials vs. Generation X? Um, honestly, I don't think any of them really. Oh, I was. Really? I mean, I I would have done Marty. What? Who? Marty. Marty. Mm, the chess season. champion. Marty. Yeah. Marty. Millennials versus no, Generation. No, that's, that's Nicaragua, Nicaragua. babe. Oh God. Okay, I'm already <laughs> starting like off on the wrong foot. Twelve seasons early. Talking, wait. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> we'll edit that out. <laughs> nope. That, that is staying in. Wait, Millennials versus Generation X. Oh, okay. I could have done a couple of them. I mean, ten. Ken, probably, but he's so dumb. He was so dumb. I don't fucking care. Jay, you're asking me who I want to dig deep. It's not. I'm not gonna have to talk to them. It's true. It's true. Well, Jay Jay could work, but (laughs) yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, that (laughs) that was the first time that I was podcasting about Survivor. We uh, it only lasted a season because my co-host couldn't make it into Queens to do it all the time. But I was like, you know, I'll take a break. I'll take a break. And yeah, and forty was the right time to redo it. it. It was perfect. So we're here. Wait, so you haven't done a podcast for Survivor since Morning's First Generation? Oh. Okay. So it's been a while. And that was me. what, season 34? Yeah. Wow. So I have to reestablish my, so my legitimacy. So we're 30. like repopping the cherry. We are, yeah. yeah. Great. That's my dream. Um, well, that was pre fire making Final Four. Oh. It was. That was a different Survivor. <laughs> and I think it, at that time was also the time when I met Andrew. Just about. I think it was that season. It was It was then or it was Korong. It was one of those two. Yeah, I, th- I think um, Korong just ended. That? I'm Yeah, I'm fall. trying to remember. Four years ago, five um, years ago? I feel like I should remember everything around Korong because it's the most emotionally attached I've ever been to Survivor. Yeah. I was I so <laughs> in on Aubrey. She lost us peanut butter and jelly. <laughs> no, I, I'm I, fucking pissed. I, I, think <laughs> we, I think it was Millennials and Gen X because I think you came over and we watched the finale of Big Brother. No, we no. didn't we watch the premiere of Cambodia together? No, we never watched Cambodia. I wanted to watch Cambodia with you and you said, sure, <laughs> Was it Millennials sure. versus Gen X? I think it was. No, because we watched the finale of Big Brother 18. Yeah. Was that... Regardless, Ugh. I thought, I I thought Millennials versus Generation this X This is a really unimportant conversation, but I'm about to look it <laughs> We're up We're going to figure it out. Um, 
But yeah, so I want to know what your history with Survivor is. When did you start watching? Why did you start watching? Me? Um, I've started watching... I, I was a big reality television fan my whole life, and I started watching The Real World. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go deep in this. Do it. And then Take when deep. I got the internet, there was a forum called Real World Blows, which became Real World Sucks, which became Planet Sucks, which became Survivor Sucks. Yep. And I have been a Survivor fan since episode one, since Sue wrote Sona. <laughs> on her parchment paper, I have seen every episode of Survivor ever, and it didn't matter because I just confused Nicaragua and Melania's first generation <laughs> X. But I've been a Survivor fan since day one, to the extent that when I went to college, I majored in communications, and I wrote annotated papers about like editing and, and reality television, specifically pertaining to the episode, or to, specifically pertaining to the series of Survivor. I'm a huge Survivor fan. Nice. Thank you. Andrew. Um... <laughs> I actually, I started during the middle of Nicaragua. Weird season to start on. Because um, that was airing when I was in in college or just, I wasn't finishing college. It was somewhere around there. I don't remember. Um, but I started it and I watched like a few episodes where it was during the period of that game where Brenda was like controlling things. Mm-hmm. And I fell in love with Brenda and I was like, what is this show? Gotta find out. So then I watched the rest of that season. Um, like, went back and caught up on the episodes I had missed and then watched the rest of that. And then I was like, well, Brenda. now I gotta watch every season forever. It's true. And I immediately did, like, that summer binge-watched all 20 seasons before. I love that. Brenda is potentially, like, the most breathtaking oh, woman she's that's stunning. ever been on that show. She is gorgeous. But when I think of Brenda, I think of her in that wheel... <laughs> In that challenge oh, where that she has to like go underwater and she's like trying to spit like spittoon into the bucket. I mean, sure. And then I think I of, just like, think of Dawn's teeth. Her downfall. Yeah. <laughs> her downfall with Dawn's teeth and how like how her downfall is the best pun Dawnfall. that ever happened. <laughs> and how bad she ended up looking. Yeah, that was rough. So I started Survivor. Uh, I think I was on a family vacation in Toronto, um, and it was airing in Toronto. Um, I think it was it was season one, the episode where uh, Sean got to. Um, I think it was the episode Sean got to uh, go on the yacht. Okay. challenge. <laughs> Great. With his dad. Uh-huh. And I was like, this is a fun show. And I kept watching for the rest of the season. So I've been attached since then. Because that um, summer, they also debuted Big Brother. Right. Mm-hmm. Which was obviously Eddie. the first one was a very, very... Um, Weird version of Big Brother. Yeah, very different version. <laughs> it was version. American Idol. Um, I also yeah. didn't know, in, in case you didn't know or the listeners didn't know, uh, do you remember Cassandra from season one of yeah. Big Brother? She died. Oh, babe. Didn't know that. What, what a downer. Yeah. I Someone told me that the other day. I was like, how did I miss that? Yeah. I mean, we've lost, what, like six survivors I feel like, well, now yeah. at this point? We're, but I we're feel a like lot more, I think. the survivor online communities are, number one, better about paying attention to that kind of yeah. thing. Number two, Big Brother 1 is written off so much because it's, it's not like the rest of the series that, like, that's probably how we missed it. It's true. Well, we're not here to talk about Big Brother because no. um, I don't know if I have the patience to do the podcast about that. But we're, we're here to talk about Winners at War. Uh, let's talk about the things we know about the season before we dive into the people on the season. We know that there is a $2 million prize. Yes. Um, because apparently that's the only incentive to get these people back. 
Well, and their their booking fee and <laughs> their, their appearance fee has increased. I know that is, is potentially scaled per person. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know exact numbers. There's been many numbers thrown out there, so I'm not gonna. We're not gonna say numbers. We're not gonna on the podcast. Podcast, but in the six figure range, some people are getting a lot of money from this show just to appear. Mm-hmm. And appear on the loathed Edge of Extinction because yeah. it's back. Um, I don't know how much of the uh, preseason interviews you've seen, but there are many, many, many vocal people who are like, they hate Edge of Extinction. Um, so that will be fun. I read, though, that a lot of winners only would come back with Edge of Extinction. I, that's what Jeff Probst said, and I think Jeff yeah. Probst said that because Rob Mariano was probably the only one who said that. I think that was Jeff Probst saying that, and that was internet speculation early on when we found out Edge of Extinction was there. But the more I hear about it, the more I'm like, no, these people care about the integrity of the game. Yeah. In my idealized world, remember when Monica Culpepper kept throwing away the advantage? Oh my god, Blood yes. Water? In my ideal world, every single player this season will be like, no, I don't want to go to the Edge of Extinction. <laughs> or play with fire tokens. Because we have fire tokens this season, which which is don't... also an advantage to Romber. Well, well, so we don't know the specific mechanism of them quite yet. But there was a leaked photo that came out that said um, when you get voted out, you have to will your fire tokens to someone on who's still playing. Yes, right. There's and also been Amber and Rob can now file for joint taxes on their fire tokens, unlike anybody else. <laughs> right. um, and Sierra so, just keeps giving Sarah <laughs> fire tokens. And so, like, I mean, there's been talk that you can win, earn fire tokens on uh, Edge of Extinction to will to other people as well. We don't know if that's true quite yet, but we should. Or really, see. even what they do, per exactly. se. Um, apparently, there's like a menu board of things you can buy. I don't know, whatever. Um, this is a McDonald's. Sponsored by Chili's. <laughs> right. Um, and the other thing that we've heard uh, rumors of, of a, is a big family visit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, uh, there's been talks that Tyson has negotiated to get his kids out there. Um, and also, that way, Romber can get their kids out there. So, there may be a... Season play- 50, Tyson's kids versus Romber's kids. Right? Like, there may be, like, a plague care um, due to this season, but... I don't know when the family visit's coming, what it's going to be, but apparently this is going to be a big deal as well. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about kids in a family visit, if I'm really, really honest. Well, especially after last season. Yeah. (laughs) We're not talking about that. But I heard that people on the edge that are still there for the family visit also have their family coming out. Which means that entire episode is going to be 40 family members. Yeah. More well, than that, it could 80. be eighty, like eighty it family members. Well, we we don't know much, but we know that the f- premiere on on the twelfth is going to be a two hour premiere. Yep, um, and that's a good thing. Maybe we'll get a lot of two hour episodes because there's a lot of shit to talk about and to see. Every episode every, should be two hours. It this should season. be in, I mean, in an ideal in an be. ideal world. We would get um, Edge of Extinction content for like CBS All Access. Yeah, but that's not going to happen because they're not that smart. Again, Oof. before we dive into who is playing, let's talk about who is not playing. Great. Starting at All the right. beginning? Starting at the beginning. We have Richard Hatch from Borneo, Tina Weston from Australia, Vesepia Tauri from Arquesas, Brian Heidek from Thailand, Jenna Maraska from Amazon, Chris Doherty from Vanuatu, Tom Westman from Palau, Aris Buskowskis from Panama, Earl Cole from Fiji, Todd Herzog from China, Bob Crowley from Gabon, JT Thomas from Token Machines, Natalie White from Samoa, Fabio Berza from Nicaragua, John Cochran from Caramoan, Mike Holloway from Worlds Apart, Chris Underwood from Edge of Extinction, and Tommy Sheehan from Island of the Idols. Who are you desperately missing? Uh, my top three would be Todd. Same. I really wanted Vesepia back. That would have been cool. She is an active fan, and she loves Immunity Idols, right. and I think she could have really flipped the game on its head, and she would have been so underrated. And 
I would have loved to have seen Chris or Earl. Chris Doherty. Chris, yes. Oh, God, okay. no, not Underwood. No, fuck <laughs> that. Like, um... All the eye candy for days. For Eye candy for at least a foot. But, oh. I, no, I, he offered... My least favorite winner. My least favorite winner is Chris Underwood. Um, but Chris Doherty, to be the only man left in a, gen, in a gender versus season and to have all of the women go down, and for like that takes a lot of navigation, and I would have liked to have seen what he could have done in a survivor scenarios like this. Yeah. yeah well, he, he and he and Natalie Anderson are like in competition for the best revenge story in survivor for sure. True. So we, we do know that Richard and Tina were rumored to have been on and cut. Uh, there's been talks that Earl took himself out of it after being cast. Um, and then there are people who claim that they were never asked, even though Jeff Probst says he contacted them all. Um, cause Should Vesep- we just go down the he line? Definitely the Sepia said she was not contacted. No, then that doesn't surprise um, me, which is pretty like, cool. I think the one... no, We all understand why Richard wasn't asked back. Sure. Tina, I, th- I would have loved to have seen Tina again. I would have loved to have seen Tina. Um, I'm wondering if there's a bit of a recency just because she was on Blood vs. Water, they didn't prioritize her as sure. high. Who but knows? she did really well. She did really well. Vesepia... She was... Her and... Her and she's the only winner that's returned and been voted out first, correct? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. But then she did really well in her third time. Mm-hmm. Um, who's next? Vesepia, I think. Um, A travesty that well, she Jeff wasn't. Well, Jeff wants to remind everybody that uh, Rob uh, may or may not have won Marquesas, but if Vesepia was there, that's confirmation that he didn't. So. Um, right. It's also it's also a matter of like I just recently rewatched Marquesas and boy it's a rough first outing for Rob in terms of it's optics hard. and, and like how it's he a, comes across. It's a he's good terrible. season though and how much it's the oh, first it's time great. like anybody's ever flipped the switch. Mm-hmm. And Vesepia was the first Vesepia and maybe Kathy Vavrick O'Brien were the first people to ever like flip the alliance. Oh yeah, I, like, I would have loved to have seen Vesepia played did. the floater strategy incredibly well. Yeah. yeah, I always said for Islands of the Idols, I was like there are two of the greatest all time winners there. From Pearl Harbor and Heroes vs. Villains. Pearl Harbor? <laughs> Pearl Harbor. <laughs> Pearl Islands. And um, Heroes vs. Villains. And then somebody that Jeff Probst had to bring back for a fourth time to give him a win. I'm just imagining Survivor Pearl Harbor now. <laughs> Honestly, that's a horrible SNL sketch. Oh. <laughs> like, on, on, a, on a U-boat. Yeah, on 100%. A 100%. Like, oh, Jesus Christ. Um, we'll edit that out. Um, no, we're keeping Jenny, it. We're Brian, keeping Brian it. Brian shot a puppy, so we know why Brian Hyde. Yeah, he's not bad. Jenna, I think is. I think um, her health's questionable because yeah. she's been in some drug stuff. Yeah, and who knows? Do but we also, really want to see her um, and Ethan together again? I don't think so. Well, Ethan and Amber, we'll talk about it. Yeah. But Jeff has said on record that he did not blame Jenna for quitting mm. All Stars. Right. Like usually he has a very anti-quitter policy, but like because of the circumstances, he was like, I would like to see her back, and I yeah. think it's a health thing. I agree. Chris Doherty, I think he just disrespects his game. Um, Tom Westman, I think maybe probably he had health. health he had health, health issues. Um, Aris, again, he was just back for Blood vs. Water. Yeah. Earl, we know, was potentially on. Why did he remove I wish. himself? I think, wasn't it like a pregnancy or yeah. like a, a yeah, it was like a family oh, thing. That's yeah. a, well, that's, I mean, I get, um, I get it, but though. it like sucks because I want to see him back so bad. That's true. Uh, Todd, I'm assuming, was yeah. all health, which yeah. is very disappointing because he was My favorite played. winner of all time. Yeah, I love Todd. Not Bob Crowley. <laughs> no, uh, Bob Crowley's ancient. Justice for sugar. Um, J- He's ancient and also has touching controversies, and we yeah. just had last season. Yeah. So, uh, JT, um, if the only place the placement he could have been was first out, and I don't think 
Jeff wanted that to happen because he's been horrible. Well, he's been less impressive on every outing. Natalie yeah. White, and well, I think it was I think it was Stephen. Stephen should have won that yeah, season. Yeah. But if Natalie White was on, I think um, people would go insane. Yep. Um, I would Mario? watch her. I'd watch Natalie. Uh, you couldn't possibly have two two controversies. You already have Michelle on. Oh. <laughs> Fabio, hates Michelle. Fabio, I would have loved to see. It would have been interesting to see his dynamics with these players. It's like Fabio or Adam for me, and I'm happier to see Adam back. Yeah, Cochran uh, removes himself. That's fine. Yeah, uh, team. Mike Holloway, a little disappointing. I think of the recent winners, he got like shafted here. I, I, yeah, I don't know about that. I think that between him and Ben, I just don't want to see him do the happy dance again. Like I didn't like Mike. I don't. I didn't like Mike, but I also didn't like Ben. And as long as I only have one of the two, I'm fine. So meh. Um, Chris Underwood, we all know no, thank why. You. And then Tommy, it would have been a spoiler and yeah. it wouldn't have worked. So, those are the ones who are not playing. Should we talk about the ones who are playing? I guess. <laughs> so, we're going to keep out, um, this cheat sheet so we can remember who's on whose tribe, just in Oh, case. I thought you were going to say so we can remember who's who. It was like, yeah. because we don't know any of these people. Well, yeah. I've already said Pearl Harbor <laughs> and confused a season, so I need a visual guide. Marty was on Millennial versus Jack. <laughs> So we'll ha- we'll keep this out, um, and we are going to dive in. We're going to talk, try to go quickly through everybody, but we're going to give each person enough time. Are are, are we ready? Mm-hmm. We're going to go through. Oh boy, the season preview. So should we? We each ranked from who we thought was going so, to go first to the so winner. So for the for, we'll, we'll mention it now. What we're going to be, um, I'll be doing on the podcast is I have a rotation of uh, guests who will be coming on to talk, recap every episode. So the people who will be on the podcast this season are Andrew, yeah, uh, Allegra White, yeah. Heidi Ho, Avant Garbage, Annalie Fisher, um, uh, Elise Navy Dad, Twinkie Boots, and Angela Mansbury. Yeah. So it's going to be a fun little rotation. I don't know how it's possible, but I fantasize about like an all drag version of Survivor. <laughs> we'll, we'll figure it out. We can make it work. <laughs> Maybe we can do Survivor Story and it's all drag queens. Yeah, but it's like Too Wong Fu where it's just perpetually in drag impossibly. Yeah, exactly. For the 24 can I, hours a can day. I be Jeff Probst? Sure. Great. Absolutely. So, uh, before we start, who do you think is in the very last place? So we're going to go from worst to first. Uh, well, the average of like, is, and this is like all of those guest hosts everybody, combined, yes. right? Um, <laughs> this could all go so many directions. Wait, we're talking about the actual Survivor, right? You just mm-hmm. said guest hosts, like well, the, for, in for terms of no, in terms of where the order we're going over them on. Yeah, who do we think averaged last out of the guest host? Oh, guesses? well, I'm biased because the only question or the only position that I know, and it's already been confirmed of who's is going first. first because well, we're of, not we're not going to say who it is, but just who do you predict who you think the average is? Because oh, okay, you uh, may know, but everyone else may not. Sandra. Okay. The mm, mm. Uh, Rob. <laughs> We're gonna be talking about Boston Rob. Yeah. <laughs> um, so he is currently forty three years old, uh, originally from Boston, Massachusetts, but living in Pensacola, Florida. Uh, for Ew, those, gross. yeah, he's not even Boston Rob anymore. You know, Pensacola Rob, off, off brand. Pensacola Rob. <laughs> Pensacola Rob. Um, so <laughs> I coined that. TM. TM. <laughs> so he was on uh, Survivor Marquesas and placed 10th. Survivor All-Stars placed 2nd. Heroes vs. Villains, 13th. And he won Redemption Island. He played. He was a, given Redemption sure, Island. He played a total of 117 days. Over, over four, seasons. Four, seasons. four seasons. Not to count the 5th season he was brought back as a consultant. Right. We're not count, I don't count that one as a game No, that's title. not real. Um, I know there's still people who are iffy on like what how many days played uh, Edge of Extinction counts yeah. for uh, that we don't really need to discuss on this podcast. But he did not play in uh, mm-hmm. 
uh, Island of the Idols. Sorry. Let's talk about him. I mean, he's the first four-time contestant um, of all, and he played a devious game in All Stars that ultimately uh, led him to second place in a wife. That was his big highlight reel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so Rob was literally just living on an island for um, an entire season, and had a giant head. <laughs> both ego given to him by which, Jeff Pearl, is still there as the winners are voted in. Apparently, uh, what we learned <laughs> is that he had a two-week break between seasons. Great. Between, um, between Legend, or uh, Islands of Idols. Idols and this one. Huh. Uh, so he is regarded by one and of... And he's still so fat. Because <laughs> <laughs> they probably ate food. Yeah, I don't think that they were... Yeah, he built that by mansion in Islands of the Idols. No yeah. way. <laughs> uh, so he's regarded as one of the greatest by Jeff Probst and a good chunk of the fans believe it too. Um, he's even written a book called The Boston Rob Rule Rulebook Strategies for Life. God. Have either of you read it? No. No, neither have I. Um, he is a reality TV staple appearing for the sixth time on this franchise, and he appeared twice on The Amazing Race with his wife Amber. How did they do? I didn't watch it. How did um, they, they do second, it? Second, and then they, they went out early. They went out All-Stars. early because they played Survivor on The Amazing yeah, Race, they did. and everyone else is like, fuck you, bye. CBS is just I actually found them. Well, I actually found them more engaging on The Race than I did in Survivor. Yeah. Um, but it really was all him. Yep. Rob's pregame ties are quite big. He has played with Amber, Ethan, Parvati, Sandra, and Tyson. And he is also part of the quote-unquote poker alliance, um, which adds Kim, Jeremy, Ben, Nick, and Adam. He has ties to so many people on this season. How's he gonna do? Bad. I don't think he'll be up first, but I think he'll be pre-merged. Yeah. His target, the, the target on his back is too big, and then especially having his wife with him, it doubles it. Right. Them being a couple is a weakness for both of them. I also think, like, what we've seemed to have seen in the preview at the end of the Survivor retrospective is that he didn't tell people he was playing. Correct. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. I don't think he knew he was playing. I, think... I, I mean, sure, but either way, other people may or may not believe that story, mm. and they're going to distrust him more. So for those who haven't watched the um, the little preview of the episode, the um, episode preview ends with Sandra basically being like, I didn't know he was going to be here. Um, she knew, because she was asked on Island of the Idols. Um, he knew that he apparently said no at that same time. Mm-hmm. Um, so apparently there was no pregame um, socializing, but... I don't know. I don't know if, how much I believe that. What I, I heard like... was, he, I'll only return if I can do it with Amber. And it wasn't until Amber could confirm that she was doing it that he knew. Well, what's really interesting is, like, listening to Jeff, he's like, Amber was, like, on our short list originally, and we, could we get her back? And we made a phone call, and she said, yes. I, I, I feel like someone's lying here. In an ideal world, they both accepted and they didn't want to tell each other. And now their right. four kids are home alone <laughs> without a parent. I mean, basically, like, the way Jeff uh, tells the story is that Amber uh, said yes and then Rob said yes. Interesting. Yeah. I don't know how much I believe. Yeah. I, I, but I, either I, way, I, I just don't see him... If, there's a world in which he makes it to the merge. There's not a world in which he makes it to the end and wins. No, I, I the thing with Rob is his target is giant. Yes, he has ties with people, but I think people are going to distance themselves because they know they would be next. Mm-hmm. It's definitely going to be one of those situations. Although New Survivor has this, like, keep your target in front of you mentality. Well, sure, but there are... You can... He's expendable. Yeah, there are... There's a... 
He's plethora. Not, not to yeah. CBS. There's a plethora of targets on this. Exactly. Season. It's. I feel like it's going to end up being Rob's Alliance versus the single people. Or they could Mike Holloway, Ben, g- keep giving him idols. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, <laughs> the reality is, should he get voted out, him coming back from Edge of Extinction is very, very limited, unless he's on Edge of Extinction with the weakest women. I just don't see him winning a challenge to get himself back in the game. Yeah, I, I just hope CBS doesn't give him a plethora of advantages. Right. With quite possibly the largest target on his back, what will it take for Rob to make it beyond his tribe's first tribal council? Oh my god, vote out Amber. No, <laughs> could you imagine sa- the savagery? So it'll, it'll be interesting, because I, I mean, look at the tribe, look at, does he have six to make it past his first um, uh, tribal? Or five to vote force the tie. But I don't think anybody's going to want to force a tie on the first vote. No. So, it'll be interesting. It'll be very, very interesting He to can see. do it. I don't necessarily think he's first out. No. But like I said, he's not going to win. But again, it's like, why he, why not vote him out first? Because you have um, an automatic alliance on the other tribe. But you never know. Somebody could really fuck up an immunity challenge and they can get blamed. Yeah. Survivor's so, a lot of luck. It's true. We'll see. I, I'm not so high on Rob this season. No. no I've never I've been, never high, been on high on Rob. <laughs> um, I put him at 16th place. Uh, Andrew had him at 15th. And Avon, you had at 17th. So we're all in the same area. Yeah. We're, we're not seeing him do well. All right. Next up. Are we ready? Yeah. Who Are we guessing? Do you want to guess for all of them? Uh, that feels uh, like Amber. a lot. Amber. Uh, we'll, Sandra. We'll for the first couple. No. Next up is... Um, the Ben Bomb, oh, Ben sure. Dreebergen. Uh, he is 36 years old from Boise, Idaho, and he still lives in Boise, Idaho. Uh, he was the winner of Heroes, Healers vs. Hustlers, uh, which means he only played 39 days, because uh, this is his first time back. He is most notoriously known for his Ben Bombs at Tribal Council by playing three hidden immunities in a row and being the first to win a Final Four fire-making challenge via a stupid-ass twist. I think there is a giant target on his back. He is dangerous, and he knows how to use advantages to his advantage. Um, He does have a military background, which could benefit him making certain connections. I think he and Sandra could easily have something to talk about, should they ever... Right, but they're on different tribes for right now. Um, And then, Ben does have connections to the Poker Alliance with Rob Tyson, Jeremy, Adam, and King, as they all played poker together. I actually, I don't think Ben has a big target on his back. I don't either. I think he's got a medium target on his back. I think he's his he. It's well known that his win is not respected. Mm -hmm. Is the thing. Mm -hmm. So the his weakness is going to be his own personal chip on his shoulder, trying to prove that he's legitimate. Yeah, I know him best for claiming PTSD about explosions and then coining the term Ben Bomb. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. You're an idiot. (laughs) I. I don't think the other players are going to respect his gameplay, and I think they're going to underestimate him a little bit, which mm-hmm. I think could make him merge potential. I can see him being like a merge boot. But I don't think his social game is strong enough no. to have the connections to finesse himself out of problems. Yeah. That's I, the I, thing, is like what we saw on his season is that without advantages, he would have been out. Right. So Multiple like we times. didn't actually see that he had a strong enough social game to win the game. We saw that he had enough advantages to win the game. And even at the end, it was a bitter jury that didn't award it to Chrissy. Correct. So my burning question for the season is, the second Ben looks for an idol, he's a goner. Mm-hmm. Can Ben lean on more of a social game rather than relying on the twists and advantages? No. N- no. I don't... I so don't. is his strategy to stay on the beach and just talk to people? I think. Uh, can he? I don't know. If he has the ability to do that and actually connect with some people, I think that's what he's got to do. But I also, I kind of almost think 
his at least starting strategy should just be to stay quiet. Do well in the challenges, contribute mm-hmm. to your tribe, and stay quiet. Keep your head down. He's a he's a physically capable male, so I think he'll be kept around for immunity challenges specifically. Yeah. yeah. But once they can cut the fat, he's out. Yeah. Um, I do want to talk about that preview um, episode, the retrospective. Um, we did see some live interviews. We'll call them live because they're clearly filmed for this. Um, if you notice, Ben had a different um, facial hair shape. He looked like Keith Nail. Um, <laughs> it was a full-on Fu Manchu. Huh. We're going to simply talk speculation. There's no spoilers here. When was that filmed? Um, I don't think... I don't know. Maybe he has a terrible meth problem from the Midwest. <laughs> so, well, my question is, do you think they filmed all these things post-season filming? Or do you think maybe this happened at a Ponderosa? Well, because if they did it all post-season filming, then it makes you wonder how indicative the retrospective and what it highlighted is of what goes on. Correct. If they did it post-filming, Boston Rob won a lot of reward challenges with lots of food. (laughs) I I was just like, fine, show all these people live doing your interviews, but why? Like, you just may have spoiled something. I think they were, like, all filmed, like, day, if not arrival on the island. No, because this was his press photo. His press photo has a full-on beard. So you think because of weight loss, it's in, it's indicating that he's I'm not on the island for a while. I'm not talking about weight loss. I'm about shaving. He shaves his fucking Fu Manchu. Okay, people people shave but all like, the time. <laughs> right, but it would have been after playing. It wouldn't have been on the island, obviously. It wouldn't have been on Edge of Extinction either. So what do you? I don't understand what you're getting at. Was this say okay? You're out of the game. You're at Ponderosa now. We can film these things. Oh, I don't know. Um, I don't think it was done at Ponderosa. Okay. It might have been done in the time since filming wrapped. There's been a while. So they brought him back to Fiji? I don't know. <laughs> so, but wait, are any is any player technically going to go to Ponderosa this season because they're all yeah, going to be on the they they're do. all going to be on Eventually. the edge. No, they do because once the final edge is done. So at the final they're... 5 they're at Ponderosa. Theoretically. So but then if they were filmed at Ponderosa then we can narrow down who didn't win. Correct. Ugh. So that's, that, what that's, that's, that's what you're saying. That's what I'm saying. It's like, this is a little sketchy. Who got interviews? Parvati got one. Um, ben, who else? I don't remember who else. Tyson? Did Tyson? No. I don't think so. I don't know. We'll go back to it. Well, but what Amber? Just, just things. I think, yeah, Amber did. But it was very, 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 Sandra. very interesting. I think. I, I mean, none it. of those four people surprised me if they didn't win. Yeah. <laughs> is there anything else we want to say about Ben? No. no. Yeah, I'm not happy to see him again, but yeah. whenever he's there. Next up, are we guessing or we just want to go into it? Who goes third? Sandra. Amber. Amber. No, it's Tony. Tony Vlachos. Oh, interesting. 45 years old. Wait, where did we have Ben oh, on our placement? Ben. 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 Right, 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 right. So Ben, we had, I had at 18, um, Andrew had at 14, and Avon had at 13. And again, I'm so not... So we were kind of thinking yeah, the same thing, is like, not, he might go through with strength. Uh, I'm immunity, not going to reveal everybody shield. else's scoring, because I don't want to out them. Uh, for yeah. some idiotic yeah. movements. Yeah, yeah. But, um... <laughs> um <laughs> wow! <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, moving on to Tony. 45 <laughs> years old, from Jersey City, New Jersey. He is currently living in Allendale, New Jersey, which is the town next to me. I did not know that, so I'm going to go home and find him. Oh, God. Um, on Grindr. That's not creepy at all. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm not going to say what I just... What I, no, I'll say. Uh, apparently, if you Google his name and then put Allendale, uh, because of his contract work, you can see... Duh. Yeah, it's not good. Um, Is anyway, it a spy shack? It's not a spy shack. Or a spy bunker. 
Uh, so he was the winner of uh, Survivor Kageon, and then he played on Game Changers, placing 19th out of 20th for a total of 45 days. Not great for uh, this legend. No. But with a bag of tricks and a spy shack like none other, Tony dismantled the game of Survivor to win Kageon. He went back into Game Changers, trying out the strategy again, only to be out super early. What's most interesting for me is... I wonder why CBS put him on a tribe with Sarah and Jeremy on a tribe with Natalie. Right. I would have replaced them. Or I would have I would have put them on opposite. I would have had Tony and Natalie and Jeremy and Sarah on tribe on separate tribes. I think because we were robbed of the moment of having Tony and Sarah on uh, Game Changers together because we did not get to see that. Uh sure. I desperately wanted that moment. Sure. Um, and I also think they wanted Sandra and Sarah together. And you can't have oh. Sandra and Rob. So That's like, fine. Switch Jeremy over. Sandra and Jeremy on the Red Tribe. Age also. Age is a, another big factor. Because I think they're separate, different ages. But anyway. Yes, anyway. Tony has played with Sandra at all, and all three seasons with Sarah, despite the two not playing on the same beach in Game of Changers. Uh, he voted in the majority of every tribal council during Kageon. Uh, he is not very versed in the Survivor community since playing. Hmm. Um, and Tony has never won an individual immunity challenge. Yeah, he he has that weird ability to like play off because of just who he is and the way he comes across that he's like a strong male, but then doesn't actually win challenges. Correct. Um, Kageon is a great season. It's fantastic. Top tier season. Yeah. I was a little disappointed with Tony winning because at the time I found him to be crazy and annoying and a little chaotic. Yeah. Upon rewatch, I respected what he did for the game. He dismantled it completely. But I enjoyed him far more on a rewatch, too. I think he's going to be in a similar Ben. Not social, but not vote out first because we need him for the immunity challenges. But, like, if he doesn't have a lot of advantages, he's not going to do well. I disagree. Well, so here's my thing. I, I was texting Mike a lot while I was trying to make my list for this. And I had Tony as a winner at one point. Because what I see for Tony is he's pre-merge or he's endgame. I agree. I think I don't think there's a way Tony ends up middle. I think he's pack. totally endgame. And it depends on if he's learned from his mistakes in Game Changers, which his preseason interviews make me think he might have. I think what's going to... If I'm going to predict anything, I think he's going to... Sandra's going to get on the beach with him and say, remember how you went against me? Don't do it this time. And he's going to be like, you are right. I'm going to work with you. So having Sandra's allegiance is going to be very important for him. Mm -hmm. And Sandra's going to be able to get him into a majority with most of this tribe by targeting Amber early. Yeah. I think think he has learned that he needs to lay a little lower and find those actual important alliances. Yeah, I think the only person on this red tribe who was there to save Amber would be Tyson, and I think Tyson wants to win too much that he is going to... He's not going to lay his life on the line for her. Right. He's not going to lex it. He's not going to lex it. (laughs) And that's exactly the thing, is like how Rob will respond to it, but I think Tyson would go to like the majority and be like, can I just not vote for Amber... For this vote, but I'm on your side, just to save face. Mm, I don't even think you would do that. I think you'd just vote Amber out. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> but I, I, I do think Tony is well insulated into this tribe. I don't remember where I put Tony on my list because at one point he was. I out, moved like, him second, around so much. So I have him at fourth. Andrew at seventeen. You, and like, Avant, fourth, like fourth place. Fourth place, and Avant you had at fifteen. 
So, so I, I was... moved him down to 17, but yes. I should be clear that there were many iterations yeah. where he was anywhere from like fifth to first. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> is, Little Miss Wildcard. Is there any way possible for Tony to play a low key game or will his antics knock him out early again? I think there's a way. It's we possible. haven't seen it. He didn't come into Game Changers trying to do that. No. So, I mean, I, I rewatched the first episode and he's literally like, I'm going to make a joke out of going to get the idol. And once no one followed him, he's like, well, I'm going well, to actually go get it. Exactly. So I think he knows what to do. He just played up the game of Survivor the second time around. Yeah. And he's not going to fuck that up this time. I agree. But I'm excited. I'm excited to see what he does. Um, and I'm really personally excited to see him play with Sarah. I just want that moment. Like, do whatever happens, happens with the two of them. But I just need to see them have a reunion. I don't care beach. about it because I don't like Sarah, but, you know. Well, we're not going to talk about that <laughs> right now. Um, that's Tony. That's our third out. That's our third out. From from on uh, average, yeah, yeah. on average, right. from the people that will be a podcast. Got it. Season. You ready for next one? Yeah. First woman, it's Amber Mariano. Yeah. Uh, Forty years old from Beaver, Pennsylvania, currently living in Pensacola, Florida, with Pensacola Rob. Um, <sighs> she was on Survivor Australia, where she placed sixth. She won Survivor All Stars for a total of seventy-two days played. Some consider Amber's win a victory against her future husband, and some just think she's horrible. Alongside Ethan, Amber holds the record for longest period in between appearances at 16 years and 32 seasons. Amber has never played in the Island of Idol, uh, Idol or Island era of the game. Mm-hmm. She has played with Ethan and Rob. She is she also happened to have dated Ethan prior to All Stars, and according to her ET Canada video, she doesn't know Sandra personally, which seems absolutely bonkers yeah, that's to me. Really crazy. Wow. I don't know. I literally think any, like, social... Did Rob just leave her home with the kids for every social function? I think so. I think that must be the case. Jesus. She's never met Sandra and being in the community for as long as you have been. How is that physically possible? Yeah, like, what are you doing? Um, Sure, maybe they, like, pass by and said hello to each other, but they don't don't have a personal relationship. Yeah. This isn't a side question really quick. The first season to have an individual immunity idol was Guatemala? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, she's always played second fiddle to Rob, even on The Amazing Race. So, it'll be very interesting. How will Amber do? Poorly. She's not going to do well, well. I think one of her or Rob has a chance to make it to the end of the pre-merge or early merge if the other one is cut early in order to reduce that target. But I don't think either of them is going to... I think they're both out pre-merge. Yeah, I, I mean, wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised by that. I mean, can Amber squeak by the first few tribals? Look at this she tribe. She could she can survive one or two. She I mean could, the yeah. thing is, like, we know Amber as the young twenty something on the show. Right. She's forty now. Yeah. In the age of Survivor, forty years old being a woman on a tribe, you're out first. No, well, no, that's not true because this this specific season skews older. Well, I actually true, think true. it's a disadvantage for Adam to be so young. Yeah. And Sophie looks like she's sixty, so she's fine. <laughs> But, Even though she's twenty nine, I know, but she looks so. <laughs> but my my winner's choice was Denise, I think. I but so and she's well, the oldest but, but again, member on the tribe. You're talking about Denise, who does uh, CrossFit on a daily basis, and she left uh, Philippines. You, to, to, she picking up four kids. Amber's got Amber's got to be in shape. Yeah. She's running after four rugrats. She she, she looks better than Rob. Why are you great. showing us that yeah, picture? She looks better than Rob. No, her ET Canada video. She's literally like, I'm out here also to lose the baby fat that I never was able to do. Yeah, because she popping out four kids. She had a litter. Of course she, she didn't did. lose the baby fat. Come she's on. still having them. That doesn't mean she's not strong. 
I, I mean, but was she ever strong? I respect her gameplay in she both Australia and All Stars. I actually think she was yeah the pulling thing- the strings in All Stars, and there were multiple players like Shean that said Amber was the one driving that alliance. Shean said it, but no one else did. I think at one point Shean well, I mean, said, but then the others voted her to win. Like so. Kathy and because Ryan. They, well, that's the thing because it was a vote against Rob. Eh. They hated Rob that much. Eh. <laughs> there was a bit. That was a. I think it was also a vote for journey. Amber. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe Shean was, but I don't think anyone else was. I don't know. Well, Shean um, got a truck for that, so she did. She did. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid um, people. <laughs> Stupid. Stupid players. players. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like not high on Amber. Mostly, like if Amber was out here without Rob, you know what? She probably would have won again. But Rob being there, she is an automatic. Yeah, it's a problem. Target. So I'm not. It's a problem. It's a it's a Pensacola problem. In an ideal world, she would have been there without him. I have her out at 19. Andrew is at 19, Mm -hmm. and Avant is at 16. Yeah. So we're 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 not feeling Amber. We wish her all the best. Um, If she does great, I don't have like an issue with it. I mean, again, if you look at, I don't expect. I'd rather her than Rob. Yeah, same. If you look at the history of returning player seasons, a lot of the time. And under the she's radar. like the third youngest, right? I think Kim's older than her. Kim just looks no, better. No, no. Sandra's the no. oldest. Kim can't be much younger than forty. She, she's she in is. her thirties. Yeah, she's thirty something. She won like ten years ago. Like Sophie's twenty nine. Sarah's probably thirty four, but she has the mentality of yeah. But a Sophie won before Kim. So Kim is Kim thirty six. Yeah, Kim's thirty. I mean, four yeah. years is not that much of a difference. It is it when is. it's forty. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah. No, but like season the, the, forty. <laughs> Whoa! There, there is a history of returning player seasons where the under the radar female does eke their way to the end, and because there are I so also many other better ones, I don't see her. On her, sure. on her tribe, I think Sophie's the under the radar. Female. I uh, right, and I also think that it is well known that on returning seasons, the under the radar females eke their way to the end, and therefore they are going to have a harder path. Yeah. So, but I have Sophie no or Michelle is a more likely under the radar female. Yeah. I kind of hope that for this season specifically, like, all bets are off. Same. We'll see. All right, that's Amber. You ready for the next one? Sandra. Natalie. Oh. Natalie Anderson. 33 from um, Columbus, Sri Lanka. She is currently living in Edgewater, New Jersey. She is your winner of Sandra I know, right? There's New Jersey Alliance. It's huge. (laughs) Because we people from New Jersey are good at what we do. Um, so that's why listing your addresses online. Um, <laughs> that's why if I'm on Survivor, I'm going to win because there's been so many New Jersey winners. Anyway, she's the your winner from San Juan del Sur. Um, she played for 39 days. So after losing her closest ally at the merge, Natalie played hard and orchestrated three big blindsides, winning the season without any without her blood tie on the jury. She is first known for her two times on uh, the Amazing Race alongside her San Juan del Sur partner and twinny Nadia. Um, also, are we sure this is definitely Natalie and not Nadia? Unclear. Could you imagine um, the best. gag? Sister, sister. She was in the mix for Game Changers alongside Sophie Clark, but she had an injury and had to be removed. Got that good, good concussion. Um, she, she had a concussion? Yeah. She okay. was replaced, apparently, by fan favorite Sierra Don Thomas. <laughs> um, she played very closely with Jeremy Collins. She's got a mouth on her, and, is, and assumptions can sometimes be wrong, and in her ET Canada video, she thought the season was men versus women. Yeah. Everybody did. No, they didn't. She was the she's only one. the one who's talking about it the yeah. most Okay, actively. I thought everybody did. No, so she... I, do, I do worry she's going in with a false presumption. I also think the other two things that put a target on her is, number one, her connection to Jeremy. Absolutely. Obviously. And number two, because like, even though they played together and she beat Jeremy, she did not vote Jeremy out. She got revenge for Jeremy. Yeah. 
So, like, they know that they're close. And then number two, like, she is, she's physically strong, and also, like, she played the end of San Juan del Sur brilliantly in terms Mm -hmm. of strategics. Like, she's very smart and good at this, and I think people are aware of that. She is not, she's probably considered, because she wasn't the biggest personality maybe on the season, she's considered probably a mid-tier winner. Yeah. But compared to everyone else here, she's a massive threat. Right. Especially the women on her tribe. Right. Not compared to Parvati. Well, I, I don't on know. paper, no. But, like, Parvati is going to be able... To, I think Parvati will be able to bond with these other women more than Natalie will. Yeah, Nat- the thing with Natalie, Natalie never played really closely with the women. It was always with the men. Yeah. She She'll gave her on. immunity idol to Jacqueline. I know, in, because... That because, wasn't as her alliance with Jacqueline, no, though. That was her, because of her getting Baylor out. Yeah. She'll play with anybody. She, she, she will, will, but I think she'll have her tie to Jeremy. I don't know who, else, what other man she's going to align closely with because I think she's too much of a hothead for Ethan. Potentially, um, if Rob has an alliance with Jeremy and Parvati and Ben, and then Natalie can just jump in with Jeremy. And like you have Adam, who's probably closer. Or with I mean, Michelle. I meant Adam. I'm sorry, not Ben. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think Natalie is either going to be well insulated, or she can be an easy scapegoat. Yeah, her safety is if if Jeremy is able to integrate, that could help her. Even if she isn't necessarily able to integrate, she can just like tail along for a second. But I do think that the two of them being viewed as some sort of a pair is gonna hurt. at least one of them i think the worst thing about this situation is her concussion because if she played in game changers she probably would do much better this season Mm -hmm. um when it comes to female physical dominant players natalie might be one of the toughest to beat what can she do to remove the target from her back (laughs) get another concussion (laughs) it worked for tyson (laughs) day one day one concussion well fun fact is she is the first person to play with a family member that was voted out first and then went on to win. Mm-hmm. Tyson later did it. What do you mean? She, Rachel no. was voted out second. Yeah. I thought Rachel was voted out first. She was no, voted no, out. Oh, and that's yeah, yeah, first. yeah. Oh, sorry. Never mind. No fun facts from me. Just just <laughs> misinformation. Revisionist history. But, <laughs> In Pearl yeah, Harbor. I, I don't have... Um, I don't think there's a... like. There are ways that she goes far. I'm not saying that she's not a person who could do well this season. But there's a lot potentially working against her. Yeah. Um, we're just going to move forward, um, because the next person to talk about, who do, who do you think it is? Sandra. Oh, are we, how many people have been out at this point? We're at this many. We count. <laughs> we're 20, at, we're at the sixth 19, out. 19, 18, 17, 16. Which this, 18, at so this point, 15. at this point, we could have had a tribal swap. We don't know at this point. It's true. Um, this, we, is, we the, this a, is the official boot list. <laughs> we, we could have done a tribal swap one person ago. We're, we're the sixth person out. We might do a tribal swap after this. We don't know. Right. We could be at the merge or Edge we of could Extinction. Have swapped twice already. There could be a person back. We don't know. We could know. have swapped into four tribes at this point. Who do I think's next? Probably. People could have bought an extra tribe in with their fire tokens. You never know. Sarah, because I think she's out early. I think Sandra. Or Sandra, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, oh, I'm, I'm switching to Sarah. I'm switching to Sandra. Sandra's <laughs> well, you should have stayed with Sarah because it's Sarah Lucina. Oh, oh. She's well. Th- she is 35 years old from Muscatine, Iowa, currently living in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. She placed 11th on Kagiyan, and she is your winner from Game Changers, playing 58 days total. After bo- being voted out as the swing vote in Kagiyan, Sarah came into Game Changers, going from cop to criminal. Sarah's played with Sarah, uh, Sandra and Tony. Sarah um, has played with yeah, Sarah. She has. Uh, Sandra and Tony, though they've never uh, been on the same beach. In She's Game also Changers. played with fan favorite game changer Sierra Don Thomas. That's true. Uh, <laughs> she is the only person to use the legacy advantage correctly. Uh, oh, she, wow. She is your most recent female winner. 
Uh, technically, as she likes to say, is the only person to ever beat Sandra. Yeah. Um, and she also recently <laughs> ran the World Marathon Challenge, which is seven marathons in seven days on seven continents. Okay. She has the biggest target based on preseason perception, but oh, how yeah. can Sarah defuse the bomb of her previous game and make herself beneficial to others? She can't. You don't think so? No. Okay. I really don't. I, based on the number of people who pointed her out in a tar- as a target in their interviews, the number of the votes on Dalton Ross's Instagram that have gone towards her for first one out, I'm very concerned for her. I think the fact that she played like a criminal makes people feel like they ha- there's no basis on which that they can trust her. Fair. They know she, she, she was going to come in and play like a terrorist yeah. this time. Like there's she, they know she, she has the she, potential to play ruthlessly. In her AC Canada video, that she was going to play like a criminal on probation. Sure. Here's the other <laughs> like Britney here's Spears the other with an ankle bracelet. <laughs> I mean, I think it's true. You have to play that way. Um, but the other thing I will say is like if you're somebody who constantly needs to tout that you're the only quote unquote person to ever beat Sandra because you won a season that Sandra was on and didn't win. I just think if you're actually the greatest, you don't need to say it as often as Sarah is saying it. Um, I respect her game in Game Changers, though. I do, too. I think she, she did what she needed well, to do to she win. She did a good game, and she did Sierra real dirty, and yeah. she got that legacy advantage, and like she did a great job. I don't think she's got the personality, No, and I don't think you can teach that to someone. I think she's too demure, and she talks too slow, and she's too boring to like be winning these people over. I don't think she can outsmart... Kim or Wendell or Yule or Nick or Sophie. I don't think she can talk her way out of a paper bag with these people. She does have a connection of Iowa with Denise. Yeah, they live in the same state together. Amber's uh, never actually, met Sandra. What? Well, no, like, I think they live in. They're now in the um, same like actual area, so they do okay. know each other. Then with she Denise? needs to even make it to a swap with right. both of them intact. Um, I, I I think it, there's she's got a target on her back, but I I feel like if she is able. To be like, you want to target me, I can be more beneficial in the game than Amber will. If she can get through a couple of those moments, then she could go far. But we're already talking sixth out, and like you guys said about Tyson voting Amber out, I think Tony would be like, I'll get rid of Sarah, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, 100%. I don't think that that would hold water for me. I think Amber, as a potential ally, would be able to get me farther than Sarah as a potential ally. Yeah, I don't think Amber, I feel I don't like, think Amber would turn on me as quickly right. as Sarah Right, Amber would. is more trustworthy. Amber could bring in Rob if Rob is still present. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Amber is a stronger potential ally than Sarah, and, in my And mind. Sandra has already said she wants to get all of the women out first, so she will remain queen. <laughs> she, she said, I, I don't remember what it was, but she said she would rather a man win, so there's a king and a queen, than a woman. So, like, we've already, from this tribe, voted out Amber... Sarah or Sophie would be next to go. So in Sandra's eyes. I had her as my winner in Kagiyan. I had her as my winner in Game Changers. I have to have her as my winner again. Just just for the try. You have her time. as your winner? I do. Is this like I Jersey Pride. Wow. Um Andrew Sorry, had her you're at 13th. wrong. I know I'm wrong, but I have to. <laughs> um and then Avon had her at eighteen. I wanna ask a question because we are talking about Sarah. We know her biggest blunder was being too dropped on her head when she was a child. <laughs> no, uh, was being and she has a concussion and she can't play this season. No, she was too proud uh, being the swing vote. Yeah, if she played it properly, could she have won? No, you don't think so? No, that side would who would have won then? She... Spencer. 
Um, Cass? Any of Spencer, you never know. Cass, we could, we could talk about could speculation. There's a lot of speculation yeah. that can go on there. What I'm, Justice what I'm saying is, Sarah never had the game awareness that she thought she had in Kageyan. Mm-hmm. She always thought she had her finger on the pulse, but her finger was a couple beats behind that pulse. The only thing she knew positively was, was that Tony, Tony was, was a cop. cop. <laughs> 100%. Construction worker. Well, and this season, and the funny? only thing she's going to know is that Tony was a cop. <laughs> no, no the, what she'll know and everyone will know is actually Tony is a construction worker now. Oh my god. Funny how things work. Anything He's else? gonna come in with that as his angle. Rob's poker alliance, Rob's construction worker alliance. <laughs> Anything else in Sarah? No. Alright. We're at seven now. I feel like we've had a tribe swap at this point. Oh, 100%. Alright, who's next? Um, Sandra. Sandra or Adam. We got oh. Sandra. It's Sandra mm-hmm. time. Yeah. 44 years old from Stamford, Connecticut. Uh, she currently lives in Riverview, Florida. She is your winner from Pearl Islands. She is your winner from Heroes vs. Villains. And she placed 15th on Game Changers. And I still say she was fucking swap screwed. She got swap screwed. 100%. She was playing. That's one of her best outings. Yeah. 94 days played. So she is known uh, for the anyone but me strategy. Sandra is currently the one time, uh, the one two time winner of Survivor. Uh, She had a two week break between Island of the Idols and Winners at War. And she also believed that Rob would not be returning. Uh, she has played with Rob Tyson and Parvati on Heroes vs. Villains and Tony on Game Changers. Uh, she was also a mentor with Rob on Island of the Idols, despite not playing in the actual season. She has never met Amber prior to the game. Uh, Sandra, along with Parvati, is one of the four players to play three times and only be voted out once. Yeah. Who are the other two? Um, I, don't, I don't have everyone down, but yeah. Amanda Kimmel. And um, yes, someone else. Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> Can the queen say queen, or is Sandra just in it for the fun? Um, uh, she can't say queen. She won't stay queen, but, like, I have nothing but respect for her. Here's the I thing. I love this woman. If, in some crazy happenstance, Sandra is in the final tribal council, Sandra wins. Absolutely. There is no you way she to, should be able to get to. there, so she makes it there. She has the votes. Bow down, bitches. Done. Could yeah. you imagine? God. The only... Th- Insane. Oh, the only two-time winner... I also don't the think... The only three-time winner. I, oh, my God. In a season also, that's meant for that Rob would, to That win. would, like, <laughs> solidify her legacy so immediately. She should then become the host of the show. 100%. She's the next Jeff. Um, and she just talks about Outback Steakhouse all the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, she... I don't think she's gonna be, like, in the first two out. But I... I still think she's gonna go pre-merge. Um... I think she needs to play aggressively, actually. I don't think her anyone but me strategy is going to fly this time. No. I think it's take out people coming for me. 100%. I respect She's got to so know much. who I would is love to see her. her win. I would love that. We're also, like, this is a reality where the only reason she's the queen is because Parvati didn't win Heroes vs. Villains. Sure. Just saying that. But I do respect Sandra. I think she should have won Heroes vs. Villains. I think Parvati should have won Heroes vs. Villains. I think both of them deserve that win. I am not a person to discredit anyone's win. Chris Agreed. Underwood deserved to win whatever bullshit season that was. He it's played just, what he there. had the best he could. But, um, but Sandra's target's huge. It's I will huge. be interested to see how she plays with the other people on her tribe. Um, again, her and Tony didn't get along even though in the end she was right for how Tony should have been playing. Her and Tyson didn't really like have that much of a connection on the villain's tribe, but again, um, she was technically on the side of that blind side when he wa- did vote himself out. Mm-hmm. Um, are they going to play in this game together? 
I don't see it happening. Really. Yeah, I don't think they're close. I, close. I am a little worried that who is she going to align with? I think Nick is going to be fangirling for a hot second and then be too smart to know that you got to get rid of her. I don't think she would vibe well with Wendell, but you never know. Because um, she did vibe well pretty with Malcolm in a, in a sense. And I think Malcolm and Wendell have like a similar yeah energy. And Yule, I just don't see that happening in any world. I don't know. I, I, my, I think her biggest strength is that she's going to, in a weird way still be able to downplay her threat level in a in a sort of a Suri sense. Like, sure. Sandra, even if she made it to the merge, is not going to win every individual immunity. You can vote her out. I think there she, will also, be options. she also needs to play with a little bit of pride and be like, oh, the fan community thinks I'm a good winner, but they think Kim Spradlin is even better. Right. And point her as the target. Um, but I don't know. Can she play with pride? I don't know. Meh. If she were smart, she could go to each and every player individually and be and say, they would never expect us to work together. Yeah. And she could have, like, an alliance with all of them. I could see a world where Sandra goes to Sophie and she's like, they would never see it coming, you and me to the end. And as long as nobody else connected those dots. Right. But if somebody else connects them, she done. Yeah. All right. Are we ready to move on? Or, well, yeah, we're, we're, we're at, we're we're at eight, eight now. What were our so points? I had her at uh, 15, Andrew was at 16, and Avant was at 14. So same, same. area. Yep. Our seventh person voted out. Next up is... Um, Adam. Yeah, Adam. Adam. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> wow. <laughs> he is 28 years old from Burlingame, California, living in Los Angeles, and he is your winner from Millennials vs. Gen X. Um, he is a super fan of the show. Um, Adam didn't play the cleanest of games, often making some social blunders. His strategic gameplay and strong final tribal led him to a unanimous victory. Um, a major plotline of his season was his mother's cancer. Is there a personal hurdle that he can propel himself forward on this time around? Despite only playing once, Adam's connections are very deep as he is very involved in the Survivor community since this season. Um... Adam is the youngest castaway on Winners at War at 28 years old, and a big part of his game was uh, was eliminating uh, was eliminated Jay and David without the final four making uh, final four fire making challenge. Will this new twist be a disadvantage to his game, or does he have to start playing earlier? He's got to start playing earlier. At one point, I had Adam as my potential winner because I feel his target is so low; he could just squeak by. He I think could he could under squeak the by, but my actual fear is Adam in front of this jury with his youth and being a little starry-eyed playing with some of his favorites, being the super fan he is, I don't know if he can get the respect to get the votes. Like, they will literally say to him, yes, things have happened in your life, you've done some cool things, you haven't lived. Yeah. But we can't play this game where, like, being 40 is a disadvantage for Amber, but then being 28 like, because I said it then. I didn't like, say I, being 40 I said, was a disadvantage for Amber, though. But I also said, like, being 28 was a disadvantage, but... I would like to believe, I would like to think that these players will say, if you got here, you deserved it. If he plays a strong game to get there, sure. I just, I don't know. He's not high on my list of winner candidates, but I don't view him as an impossibility like I do some of these other people. I don't think he'll be out first. No. I don't even think he'll be out pre-merge. I don't remember where I put him, but I think he'll be... I moved him around a lot. I had him at 7, Andrew at 12, Avant at 19. You were the lowest on him. I had him at second? Yeah. Wow, okay. I don't know why I did that. I moved I moved my list around so much, I don't even remember <laughs> where they are. Um, I No, in, in hindsight, I think he'll be... 
he might be pre-merged just because he's the weakest man on his tribe. Yeah. I mean, Adam is a gamer. People know that. And he will be dangerous in the strategy aspect. But with so many physical threats ahead of him, can Adam melt into the background and control the narrative behind the scenes? Yeah, it's not impossible. Yeah, it's just a matter of who's going to catch on first. Mm-hmm. He, he does get a little... Um, he, he's discredited sometimes for his win. People saying, like, he used the situation with his mother to get a sympathy vote. And I don't necessarily think that's true. Yeah. Well, then he got ten sympathy votes. <laughs> but again, you also... He also maneuvered his way to be in the final tribal against Hannah and Ken, two people that that jury was never going to award. Right. But I respected Hannah's gameplay. I did they too. They didn't. But they didn't. Because and she knew couldn't... That. And she... Because she couldn't communicate. She still can't communicate. Um, so he needs to... Who... who If he's going to do that strategy... Who does he put himself against? In the he end? puts himself against Sophie and whoever comes back from Edge of Extinction. But Sophie can talk circles around. That's <laughs> true. It's true. It's true. There's no one. The only person who he could possibly talk over would be Michelle. And I could see the two of them working together. They, they're it's possible. close enough aligned um, in seasons. Recent winners. Yeah. yeah. Ben. Been, he could talk over. He could both, talk Ben. Yeah. I'll be honest. Like this is just the section. Like we are now past all of the players that I feel very confidently really don't have much of a chance to win at all. And now we're in a very gray area set of players where I'm like, ah, mm, this could go anywhere. Yeah. They, yeah, could, they could fit anywhere in the rankings. Yeah. And you won't know because, like, you could have a bad immunity challenge. Right. Somebody could have returned by now. Somebody might be idled out. Kelly Wentworth could get out Andrew Savage. Anything you don't know. <laughs> that was such a good moment. It was a great moment. Oh, sorry. That was also one of my favorite moments in Cambodia because I was unfortunately fully spoiled on that boot list for the season, but the Savage boot was wrong. Can we watch Cambodia sometime? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Who has the time? Are we ready to move on? Yeah. Yeah. Anything else to add? So we're at eight right now, right? Or we're at nine? Because like, when do you think they're going to merge? Do you think they're going to merge at 10? Do you think they're going to merge at 12? At 13. At 13. So we've already merged. At this point. Mm, hold on. 20, 19, 19 18, 18, 18, 17, 18, 16, 16, 16, 15, 14. So he would be the merge. So oh. we're, we're at the merge. Interesting. Right, who's next? Pre, first, um, first one out at the merge. Do we know when people are coming back from... Uh, someone's presumably merge. At 15 and at... Or at, uh, I, at in my, at in my boot list, I put a returnee at merge and a returnee at 6. So out of everyone that... Okay, fun, fun little wrench. Out of everyone that we've booted out so far... Oh, yeah. Who do we think has the most potential to come back from the Edge of Extinction? Tony's up there. Ben's up there. I'd say Sarah. I'd say Natalie's in the mix. She's strong. It could be a puzzle and it could be Sandra. Be I don't think it's Sandra. No. I'll be honest. I don't think so. Either. I think it's going to be one of Natalie, Ben, or Sarah. Those are my based picks. on this based world. on what our list that we've made so far is. If it were, do we these know who statistically people? has won the most individual immunities? I probably I mean, Boston Rob probably just from time spent. Sure, 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 sure. So but right, it'll be interesting. Be in so we're at the merge. So who's, hypothetically, who is it? Who is it? Hypothetically, merge vote. Um, can we put little X's over who we've got out so far? Sure. Is that okay? It's on there. Um. So Adams, um, Adams out. Ben's out. Uh, Natalie's out. Rob's out. Rob's out. Oh, Blue Tribe's bad. Yeah, Blue Tribe's having a rough time. Amber's out. Sandra's out. Tony's out. Sandra's out. Sarah's out. Sarah's out. Oh, then it's pretty even, five to four. Okay. Um, and then somebody potentially has come back. Who's first out from this list? And then we don't know who came back. Um, um, I could see if they were smart getting rid of poverty. 
I don't... Uh, Nick, Kim. I'm trying to think of our averages and where they would sit. Um, this game is going to be Yule? so fun. Denise? It's going to be know. so fun. I don't know. Next, we will be talking about Jeremy Collins. Ah. 41 years old from Cambridge, Massachusetts, currently living in Foxborough, Massachusetts. He came in 10th in San Juan del Sur and was your winner in Survivor Cambodia. Uh, one big blindside ruined a strong first game in San Waldo, sir, but Jeremy came back in Cambodia and played nearly the same, netting a unanimous victory in a second chance season. Uh, Jeremy won on his second try like a bunch of others. Uh, he is strongly connected to the game, um, having played with Natalie and having outside bonds with Rob Tyson, Kim, and Co. Is Jeremy the king of the meat shields, or will he still manage to get behind enough for them to make it to the end? <laughs> Jeremy's the king of my meat shields. Oh, boy. <laughs> And this is a gay podcast. I love him so much. At one point, he was my number one, too. Like, I've had several... I've had, like, four different winners in my mind. And at one point, he was one of them. Oh, I've had eight. I don't (laughs) think he was one of them, though. I mean, Jeremy is an incredible human. Yeah. Everyone loves him. And he's played two very strong games. He'll be able to connect with people. He's smart. Why wouldn't you want him out early? The other Because you could come for him, and he'll have an idol, and you don't know, and then he'll get you out. He's smart. He's such a smart... He's adaptive. Like, if you're Ben and Jeremy's coming to you, be like, oh my god, let's 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 play together. Ben should be like, am I your meat shield? Fuck off. You know? Um. I'll stand in front of him. <laughs> wow. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I guess my biggest concern with Jeremy is in his interviews, he says he's just going to use the meat shield strategy again. And somebody who's coming into an all-winner season saying they're going to use the strategy they used before yeah. is concerning to me. I think the one thing that we really haven't spoken about that could be a big factor of how certain people play this game is on this tribe you have Ben, you have Jeremy, you have Rob, you have Danny, you have Denise, and you have Parvati, who are all parents. Sure. Is that going to bond them together? Sure. Because this is a $2 million prize. This could get your kids into college. Not in today's world. Um, (laughs) That could cover one one semester. I'm not a parent, so I don't know, but I... Just can't see in this game being like, let's do it for the kids. I don't think it's a let's do it for the kids so much as it gives them an end to a social connection with people early on. Because Adam really can't be like, oh my god, I maybe babysat someone. Was my kid. Yeah. Like, that. that's going to be hard. It'll be interesting. I think that could help uh, Jeremy, but Jeremy also is an incredible social game. He's so suave. People love him. Yeah. Why he's very charming. Not, what, 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 you'd want to keep him around just to hear him talk. Out of all the men, I think he is the poverty of the men and the fact that he can, like, smooth over anyone. You want him to like you. Yeah. I don't know. I agree. It's just a question of can Maybe he Ethan. can he do that to the level of heroes versus villains where he can be the poverty of the men and still somehow... I, I, I want to make a bold prediction. I think Jeremy is going to be playing an incredible game. Yeah. And I think he's going to be the subject of... Uh, an advantage scrutiny no, or... I think he's gonna get like idle out or something mm. cause like that's the perfect it. moment it's it. an Aaron Andrew Savage blindside him yeah I I honestly believe he'll make the merge I do too I do I too think, did I where, where did I have he's, him well, we're on 12 Let, now see. right I had him at 13 so I had him at this spot um, Andrew had him at 11 and Avon had him at 7 so we were we're yeah. like in this range for Jeremy but again like I said he's in this is the gray area of players yeah mm-hmm. I don't know and we also don't know what the tokens are Ugh. should I talk about the next one out 
11. Yeah. yeah. Who, um... Denise. Sophie. Wendell. Sophie. Okay. Sophie Clark at 29 years old. She is from Willsboro, New York, currently living in Santa Monica, California. She is your winner from South Pacific. Uh, with a sharp tongue and a fairly under-the-radar game, she won a final immunity when she needed it to, while remaining loyal to a fault. Uh, her major connection is through RHAP, which is Rob Has a Podcast, which likely will include Tyson and company. Uh, Sophie is one of the youngest cast members on the season. She's had much life experience as she played as a 21-year-old. Um, and Sophie is an introvert in a field of extroverts. Her biggest positive her most positive quality is her ability to keep her alliance together and calm mm-hmm. she talked albert down from so many ledges mm-hmm. so she many had times a deal with coach and brandon mm-hmm. and she had a really good like and she and those people were crazy yes they were like crazy christians she not to say that everybody that's crazy right. or that's christian is crazy but like she she was the she stuck out in her alliance I mean, she she, like she was able lot. to integrate, and yeah, she, she was able she to was keep able it. To speak a lot about how that was not her thing. Being uh, religious was not part of her lifestyle, but it was her way of staying safe. Yeah, yeah, and Absolutely. she kept them together. And I could see her. I also think she comes in underestimated. Of these mm-hmm. people, um, she's definitely not one of the biggest targets, and she's not going to be one of the yeah. first people that people are like, "We got to get her out." I mean, if I were going smart. in blind in this tribe, I would want Nick, I would want Cam, I would want Sophie, and I would want Yule on my side, and Wendell. I mean, if you look at that, like, she should align with Yule, in no, no questions asked. Yeah. She should align with Nick because of um, the intellect. She should be okay. But is she going to be able to perform in challenges? Well, this yeah, is that Sophie weird... was strong in challenges. But when you look at the rest of the people on her tribe, is she going to be a scapegoat if you get rid of um, Amber Sandra early? Well, I mean, at this point we no. have no. At this point we have <laughs> her at the merge. Well, technically, technically we're getting we, we wanted to get rid of uh, Sarah before her. If you get rid of Sarah before Sophie, you're exposing a lot of weakness on that track. I don't think well, we had Sandra and Amber who were also weak, and now we're at the merge. Yeah, we I have don't to think Tony is as, like, Danny, any better Denise. than her in challenges. I don't know that Nick proved himself to be any better in challenges. Like, I don't think she is a weak link. I really don't. I think she's severely underestimated. At this for her point, the strongest ability. people are Ethan, Yule, Wendell, in a challenge. Kim, Danny. Denise, yeah. Denise is, I love Denise. Denise is my number one. Denise and Ethan were my top two, I think. Well, as Sorry. the sole smart female archetype of the season, is Sophie too intellectual to keep around? No. I think she's, I don't see her going before merge. I want her on my side. Yeah. Okay. I don't see her going before merge. My question would be, if she plays an under the radar game again and makes it into the final three, can she get votes? I don't think can. And that's where I think I didn't put her as my winner, but I have her in, like, I think I have her in the finale. I can't it, remember. If I, I were playing this, if, if I had won and I were playing this, whoever's in the top three, unless you came back from Edge of Extinction, I think you deserve to be there. I'm not saying you I don't deserve to be there, to me, you know? but I don't think she would be, be able, able to, to get the votes over that? the other two people. Okay. I had her at 14, Andrew had her at 5, and yeah. Avon had her at 8. So I, I put her in the finale, and that was not, I didn't move her around a lot. Okay. I'll be honest. But she was one of my potential winners at one point. We're at 11 now? We're at like 10 or 9 now. Who's next? Who's next? Any predictions or why don't we just say it? Yule. Tyson. Wendell. <laughs> I'm just going to list all the rest of the people. Uh, Parvati. This is, this is, we are now at the top 10. Um, uh, Michelle. Nope. We Parvati. Nick Wilson. Oh. 29 years old from Williamsburg, Kentucky, and he still lives there. He is your winner from David vs. Goliath. 
After being saved from tribal after a fluke medevac, Nick formed numerous named alliances that helped him get to the end. Uh, since the introduction of the Final Four fire-making challenge, Nick is the first castaway to win final immunity and not compete in the fire-making tiebreaker, but go on to win the season. Nick is the Wait, most... Wait, So he won the final immunity, didn't have to do fire-making, but then won. So since him, everybody everyone, else who won everyone the- that won immunity at final f- at, at fourth place lost the game. Is yeah, yes. Okay. It was if the it was the, the fire making lose. winner yeah. since season thirty five who has won the game. Okay. He is the most recent winner on this current season. Um, I would say, as a free agent of the season and the most recent winner, does Nick have an automatic target with his game fresh on players' minds? No. I mean, <laughs> at one point, I also had is, him at my top. The thing as is, my he can't play one. the country boy, and he can't uh, tell. He has to tell people what his job is. Those were the two things that really helped him get pretty far. His biggest advantage right now is he doesn't have a big target on his back. Right. I think he has the advantage of he didn't play an incredibly overly flashy or um, like he wasn't like the clear figurehead of an alliance that drove to the end. He played under the radar, strategically pulling mm-hmm. strings. And it wasn't flashy, and he was on a season with a ton of other personalities making flashy moves. So he just has the advantage of that, and like naturally downplays him. And, and the reality, aside, I think yeah. my number one player that I want to return the most is Davy. Same. He played really well with Davy. I love Davy, and I think if he can make a bond with like Yule or Wendell, they can go for like final two. They could. It's, He's still yeah. in good shape. He's good at puzzles. I remember him I, being good I, at puzzles. I think. I think. Like, I will, I know there's a lot of um, people who refute what happened, but he, on day one and two and three, played a horrible social game. Yeah. So bad that he was going to be voted he out. He won't make that mistake very again. rough. He is the luckiest winner on this entire season, simply because a medevac is the reason why he stayed. I don't know. Rob's pretty lucky. Married Amber. Ben's, <laughs> Ben's pretty lucky. So, I think... I'm not never been too high on Wendell's Nick. pretty lucky because Dominic could have won that shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> they're all pretty lucky. I, I'm not a huge I'm not a huge Nick fan. I think he was overshadowed by some really big personalities and big moments. Um, but when he got when it got to the the end, he was the one who should have won over Angelina the, and Mike. The biggest thing that's gonna depress me the most is that he will not be on a tribe. He won't be playing with Natalie to the point that he can be like, Natalie, can I have your jacket? Uh Natalie. Can I have your jacket? Could you imagine? I would love that. The troll, the trolling. I think I think he'll he'll do fine. He should just he should send if if Natalie, if they never get on a tribe together, if one of them is voted out, whichever whether he's on the edge of extinction or if Natalie's on the edge of extinction, like he should send a message in a bottle to yeah. her anyway. <laughs> a, a jacket. <laughs> so I had him at fifth. Andrew had him at fourth, and Avon had him at twelfth. Okay. See, that's just like a testament of like th- we're he in a gray kind of area go anywhere. where they can go anywhere. Yeah. But he's another player that like I don't see that many realities where he doesn't make the merge. I think there are other people that you need to get out pre-merge. All right, who we got? Who are we going to talk about next? Parvati. Yeah, they'd be dumb not to get rid of her at this point. Um, Yule, I also think you'd be stupid. Tyson, you'd be stupid not to get rid of. Well, somebody's going to be stupid enough to not get rid of someone because someone's going to win. Yeah. <laughs> mm, um, poverty. Although I think I put her in my like top five. Well, we're we're here to talk about Wendell Holland. Mm. Thirty-five years old from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. He is your winner from Ghost Island. He won after receiving a tiebreaker vote against his number one ally, alliance partner, due to his strong social game. 
While he was no, has no direct ties this season, Wendell is connected through, through the Survivor community. Uh, Wendell is notorious for his social game in and out of the game. Can Wendell play a solo game, or is he going to need a Dominic to help him get to the end? Oh, he can Ooh. play a social game. Yeah, I think he'll be fine. Oh, it wasn't just Dominic. It was also his his playing Laurel that helped him win ultimately in the end. Had right. Dominic had a closer connection with Laurel, right. she would have voted for him. But but again, it goes back to when the social game being so fucking Also, strong. what was her stupid-ass name, the blonde one? We just need to stay Navidi Kellen. strong. Kellen, that idiot. If he can get tied with an idiot, who nobody on this <laughs> season's an idiot, yeah, but if fair. he can like work an idiot to death like he did last time, he'll be just fine. Yeah, I, I, I like Wendell. I think he... I personally think he is right in the middle of where the targets are. Mm-hmm. and He's able to play Mellow very well. I think should a early swap get him into a try with Jeremy Collins, that's his Dominic. Because mm. they see, I already think he they admire each other so much that they're not they will not vote each other out and they will push each other to the end. I already think he's aligned with Yule, and I would like to believe he aligned with Nick and probably um, Kim by this point. Him and Yule would be stupid not to be like we should work I together. I think what's it's what's going to help him and benefit him is the, all these preseason um, connections through the social events because I know he's been very very active. The elephant in the room is none of us have gotten rid of Parvati yet, and she should have went first because she's she could win at oh, this point. 100%. percent. Like, how do you not vote Parvati out at it's this point? It's insane that she's still here. Like, well, all, all, all I'm going to say is I fucking love her. There are a lot I believe of people, I might have gotten rid of her by now. There, there are a lot of people who also put their um, predictions their in dream who, who love list. Parvati. Sure. So. Um, I don't know. I think Wendell is great TV. He's going to be fun to watch. Um, maybe he shouldn't be making things all the time for people because people <laughs> will be like, oh my God, you made that for me? Bye. Um, I just don't see him winning. I could see him win. I could see any of these people win. I can't. I can. Any I don't. Of them? I don't. Th- I would like to believe that in a fair world, any of them could win, except right, for right. like. Except I can for, like, see him winning. I don't. It's not my like most likely. I, I think Wendell's going to be right near that like fire making, very close to the end, and just getting cut. Sure. I had him at six. Andrew had him at nine, and Avon at eleven. Did it, was he my UE returnee though? I don't. I think that. he might have been. Hold on. I I'm, I'm going to pull it up because I. Well, one will be coming back in a little was. bit. I think he was too. Uh, yeah, I had him getting voted out pre-merge coming back. Oh, I didn't put the OEs in. You didn't have to. I did for fun, because I really like to play out the season. Well, it'll be fun to watch Wendell. I love that, like, anything can go. Yeah. Just, like, literally anything can go. All right, who's next? Who do we want to pick next? So, we have, uh, we have Kim, we have Tyson, we have Yule, we have Ethan, we have Danny, we have Denise, we have Parvati, and we have Michelle. But we're also putting in the fact that some people made fan lists instead of real boot lists, so I'm trying to think that way now. Danny. Oh, like, realistically for, like, this? I hate to Danny say it, I think it might be Denise. Danny or Denise. Denise was my number one or two, but... We are here to talk about Andrew's winner, Tyson. Mm. Oh, see, okay. Keep Go on, so, go on. So, he is 40 years old from Linden, Utah, currently living in Mesa, Arizona. He's 40? He is yeah. 40. Wow. Uh, he is from Survivor Token Teens, where he came in 8th. Uh, Heroes vs. Villains at 15th place, Blood vs. Water, where he was your winner, and he has played 81 days total. Uh, best known for his unfiltered mouth, buffoonery, and his ability to change his entire game to finally win, despite being the Coconut Bandit. Um, he is very well connected, having played with Sandra, Rob, and Parvati, and having social connections with the Poker Alliance. Um, playing with a possibly not fully bummed shoulder in Blood vs. Water took a target off his back, 
what lie will he come up with this time? If you watched his ET Canada video, he's got so many lies. He's coming. got a lot of lies. He is ready to manipulate everybody. But because Tyson is such a humorous person, even his manipulation feels less threatening than I it know. does from somebody yeah. like Rob. Yeah, so Andrew obviously picked him as the winner. I had him at 11, Avant at 4. So I think we we're, we're I think the... he'll do well, but I want to say I don't particularly care for him. Neither do I. I, I think he's he's not ex- my favorite. He's excellent television. He's really fun to watch sometimes. Is he someone who I am like top ten favorite Survivor players? Never, ever, ever. I would I want to play with him? No, no. I enjoyed watching him the most in Token Jeans. I also um, don't when res- it was like his first outing, and I just like liked mm-hmm. some of his quotes from yeah. that. And I think mm-hmm. he's been less but fun he to watch since. Sierra. I mean, he did. That could apparently be... she sucked. That's from more than just him. Yeah, but <laughs> are like they didn't have to be. Cruel, no, I didn't like the know? way that I didn't like that. But I also, I also have thought a he was difficult funny. time respecting somebody that it takes three times to win. Sure. Yeah. I don't know. I think Tyson is very well insulated with his connections. Will his villainous ways get the best of him again? Well, really quick aside, do you think it's an advantage to have played multiple times? Or do you think it... Absolutely. And do you think at it's a point, disadvantage yeah. to have only at, played no, once? This, uh, yeah, no, at this point, he's definitely at an advantage for playing multiple times. Yep. Because it also helps him get, get connections. It helps him get connections. It helps him get more practice at the game. Practicing integrating mm-hmm. with new groups of people, like there, there are definite advantages. I clearly, I think, yeah, I put him as my winner. I think he is going to play. He's going to be the troll this season. He's going to be an absolute troll. Sure, but it, gonna... I think it's the question of do people see through that or do they overlook it because he's being a troll? Exactly. I think it would be in his best advantage to not be a troll and to be a little nicer. I don't think he'll be. I don't. When I say troll, I don't mean full on. But I he's think already, he's going to be. We saw the preview, and we saw three women fall in the water, and he's like, "Hey guys, you hit the water yet?" Like, yeah, but they like, thought it was like they laughed. I think that that is good was it a natured enough. Laugh, yeah. or was it like a? I thought so. We're playing the game already. No, uh-huh. I thought so. I think that he is able to turn his humor like, and we saw this in Blood versus Water. His humor, while it was trolling to us, the audience, the way it came across to the other players was good natured enough that he was just likable. I really honestly think so. The laziness stuff that we saw, they didn't see any of that. Mm -hmm. They just saw him, like, teasing them in a loving way. So, I think he can do it. He'll be fun to watch. Um, Will I be disappointed if he wins? Kinda. But... Out of everyone, he's probably the one I would be most disappointed with winning. He's not my most disappointed. He's not my highest desire. Well, let's talk about someone who may be great to win, or bad to win. Who do you think's next? Parvati. Um... Denise, Danny, Michelle. It's Denise Mm Stapley. She is 48 years old from Marion, Iowa. She is the winner of Survivor Philippines. With an exceptional social game, Denise survived literally every single tribal council. Uh, Denise has played with a number one ally in Malcolm. Will she play another dynamic duo game or will that make her target? Uh, Denise is the shortest sole survivor at five feet tall. Aww. She's tiny. (laughs) Uh, while she doesn't have any direct connections, Denise played on a season with Michael Scoopin, who played with Amber, oh and Jonathan Ooh. Penner, oh boy. And, who, and Jonathan Penner, who played with Gillian Parvati. She is also from the same area as Sarah Lucina. She was the, is she the oldest female winner? No, yeah. Tina was, how old was Tina? Uh, Tina she? would, it, on this season, Denise is the oldest. But when she won, was no, she no, the no. oldest? Um, female. I think it was Tina. Okay. Mm. I'd have to fact check that. It, it may mm. be very, very, very close. Um, so Denise is a smooth talker and has a great ability to be an underdog while still being under the radar. 
What could possibly knock Denise out of this game? They could be like you're the oldest player. Or... It's her. She's it the is. oldest female Survivor winner. Oh. Yeah, she's, 41. She, Tina was 40. She's my favorite. She's maybe like my very, favorite very Survivor close. winner. She's literally a therapist. These people are going to come to her. These people Sex are going to trust her. This doesn't matter. You know how to talk to people. You know how to calm them. No, and then and, and talking before, like we were talking about how um, the kids and things, uh, they're all going to be like, um, my wife doesn't want to have sex with me anymore. What do I do? And she can talk to them off the ledge there. Yeah, but not just <laughs> specifically sex. Like she, She's physically capable. She knows how to talk to people. She can smooth them over. She's the only person on this list that has literally survived every tribal council from That's their true. season. Like, she, I, she is the epitome of Survivor. Sandra's won twice. Denise survived every and, and tribal she, council. She knows how to manipulate emotionally while being genuine. Like, she cried to Scoop and, and Lisa um, to keep her and vote out Malcolm. They were going to bring Malcolm to the end and let Malcolm win. But she was able to flip it so she would be the winner. So she, she knows what she's doing. Out of all 20 of these people... She is the one that I would be flabbergasted if she went pre-merge. I would agree. No, I think she could. Oh, easily. interesting, interesting. I very much do. Um, I had her at 10, Andrew had her at 18, Ooh. and Avant had her at second place. Literally, like, yeah. Um, beginning, middle, I end. don't see her coming in 10. I think she's another one that is pre-merge or endgame. Um, I don't know. I, there's, I think she does have that ability, but I also think the therapist can work against you in the sense that, like, there is a sense of disconnection with a therapist in terms of the actual human connection. It's, like, somebody you can sure. go to, but it's not your number one ride-or-die kind of thing. Um, and again, I just don't know. I, she, is, she is my biggest gray area in this whole thing. For she, some reason, that's on this whole list... Wow. <laughs> <laughs> She's my biggest gray area <laughs> in this whole thing. Like, I... There's just a... She doesn't stand out... For me, among these winners, which is either a very good thing or a very bad thing, what she literally I, survived every time. Oh, I know. <laughs> Again, her and Malcolm were all were a pair, but they're also a pair by circumstance. I could see her easily aligning with someone like Adam or someone like Ethan, and having that dynamic duo partnership. Ethan's also, if not, he's not forty eight, but he's he's also he's a, ancient. Mid mid forties, forty six, forty four, probably he's older. So, like, I could see them working well together. Yeah. Um, so, I, I think Denise has to pick the right I'm people. I'm flabbergasted that I think Poverty's going to do so well. And it's not even just a fan dream. Like, I think she's... God. It's, what a world we live in. Uh, all right. Who's next? Who do we think we got next? Are we in the final five? Because we have no. a, a returning... No. We have seven six. still? Something like that? Um, uh, Wait. Yule. Denise is out. I think we have six left. We have not even mentioned Kim's name. No. This entire game. Maybe it's This Kim. entire conversation. Maybe Kim's next. Um, Yule, Yule, Kim, Danny. At this point, we have no. one, two, or wait, one, two, we have I just think everyone four. expects Michelle to make Endgame. <laughs> I really think that. Who do we got? Who do we got? Oh, I don't... Hurry up. Yule. Yule? Kim. Yeah. Nope, Danny Boatwright. Mm. 43 years old, originally from Tonganoxie, Kansas, living in Shawnee, Kansas now. She is the winner of Guatemala. Uh, known as a stealth bomber, Danny's game was so under the radar, she is known for keeping her strategy a secret, even from producers. Uh, Danny is the first returning player from the original Survivor Guatemala cast. She turned down an offer to play in Survivor Heroes vs. Villains, opting to only return for an all-winner season. And here we are now. 
Uh, while she is an old school player, having played on the very first season to feature a hidden immunity idol, Danny was the first contestant to win an advantage for an immunity challenge at a survivor auction. Danny has not played with a single player from this cast. Hmm. As a virtual unknown piece since her original season, can Danny play another under the radar game and win, or will the lack of connections and mystery of Danny scare too many people around her? No, I think it gives her more wiggle room to play more aggressively if she wants to. Yeah, she can. What? Weave. But what is aggressive to Danny Boatwright? Well, she can. We don't know exactly. Of alliances. But that's I what I'm saying she because she's such an unknown her. quantity. She it's does. a benefit. I love Guatemala. As she came she, when she was at the merge, she was at a disadvantage. And Absolutely, she, she worked her, her way, way into, into the opposite it. tribes alliance. Exactly because she is so good. And then got she raped so to like give up. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, she's physically capable. You're not going to want to get rid of her for challenges mm-hmm. at this point. She can win immunity. I think I put her at third if I remember. Because I think she... I think I, I have ha- her in the finale. I think I she's my Edge of Extinction returnee. Mm. I had her at nine, Andrew at six, and then Avon at third. I think if if anybody goes to Edge of Extinction, I think she's most likely to come I back. I think she's a good chance to return. I didn't she's, put her going to Edge of Extinction before Edge of Extinction yeah, ended. She, so. she, she excites me because she is someone who I've always loved. And I was like, well, I'm, we're never going to see Danny Boatwright on Survivor again. So when this the first leak of the cast came out and Danny Boatwright's name was there, I was like... What? This is amazing she still plays basketball all the time too right i, I think she still plays she, uh, she's, she's active yeah. <laughs> um and she's mom so she she's but not like amber who's let herself go apparently <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna lose all that baby weight <laughs> um no i am very i'm very excited by danny and i will say right now if by chance we lose danny pre-merge i'll be devastated i'm like we've waited for so long to get her back don't deprive of deprive us of this I think she'll be the edge of extinction returning. I think she's she's got it. If she goes, I think she's got a real good chance of being that. I don't. I don't have her getting voted she's out before. She looks like Sandra fucking Bullock. Yeah, yeah she she's does. gorgeous. All right, who's next? Who do we got? Kim. Kim, Yule, or Michelle? Pick one. Oh God. Kim. Um, who's left? Kim, Tyson, Yule, Ethan, Ethan, Parvati. Michelle, and Parvati. Oh God. Uh, oh, we got rid of Tyson. No, we didn't. Yeah, we did. Oh, sorry. He circled. I didn't cross him out. Um, so we are in, we have Kim, Yule, Ethan, Michelle, and Parvati left. We're in the top five. Yep. At this point, like, you gotta get rid of Parvati. If you don't, you're dumb. I mean, you do. I don't think we're getting rid of her yet. No, nope. it's, it's Michelle Fitzgerald. Oh, boy. 29 from Freehold. These fan lists are really messing with this order. <laughs> 29 years old from Freehold, New Jersey. Uh, she currently lives in Hoboken. She is the winner of Korong, forever known as the person who shouldn't have uh, won <laughs> Um, she beat Aubrey Brocco and people are still debating it. Uh, she did not attend tribal council until day 22, which was the merge. She is also the least vulnerable winner, having only been eligible to be voted out four times. Mm -hmm. Her extended connections include Ty and Aubrey playing with Sarah, Tony and Sandra. She is also connected to the RHAP crew. Her social game was good. Her physical game was good. Yet she might be considered the worst winner of the bunch. Is she luckier than Nick? I don't know. Not really. Returning <sighs> returning players and seasons are notorious for the under-the-radar female to win it all. What does Michelle have to do wrong to not notch another victory? She's got to really fuck up an immunity challenge. Yeah. She Which got, she did do in Koran. She did. She got that good Final Four one, though. She probably but she fucked up. It wasn't it a reward challenge that she fucked up? Uh, I think so. Yeah, because they didn't she, know she also was tribal. lucky to win that... Um, but out of jury member. Mm-hmm. If she comes in thinking... She came in clutch. She came in strong at the end, but, like, uh, the thing is, 
She was only vulnerable literally four times, so she is semi-untested. Yeah, if she comes into this game thinking, well, they're going to underestimate me, so I need to play strong. And if she comes out too strong, no, she's not doing that. Her whole pre-season interview stuff was like, I think people think you need to make big, flashy moves. I'm not doing that. No, she's not going to. She's not planning on that. And that's why I I think in every iteration of my list, I had her at two or three. I'm pretty sure. I had her at two, Andrew had her at two, and Ovid had her at five. Yeah. So this is about where we... I think she's endgame. I do, th- I do too. I think there's but nothing... But I don't know mm-hmm. if she can win. No, she's not going to win. She, she cannot talk over and She cannot talk... T- better than any person on this no, cast. I Which, think you just said that about Adam. No, I said Adam could beat um oh, okay, Michelle. Okay. It's like the only person he could beat. But he would need a second person to be able to beat. Right. <laughs> uh yeah, I don't know. I mean like I am still firmly in the camp that really believes Aubrey should have won. I'm absolutely biased because Aubrey is one of my favorite survivor players of all time and Aubrey's I related to her so much. Amazing. Yeah, um, yeah you two are the I same I was person. very emotionally attached to Aubrey during yeah. that season and I really think that the jury members were incredibly bitter. They are so that like and that's kind of why I hate Scott was toxic. I do not like her oh, wrong. No, fuck that. But here here's the other thing. It could have been a very different endgame as well if Joe Del Campo. Didn't I know too much she wasn't supposed to make it to the end. So because hypothetically that so, next reward challenge would have been an immunity and Aubrey would have been immune. And they would have voted out Michelle. So Aubrey should have um, should blame Joe for her losing. Stupid Joe, fucking yeah. eating all that beef. But I'm, I'm fan not... favorite Sierra Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> I, I am excited. Game changer, Joe Del Campo Actually, got constipated, no, it, ruined Aubrey's isn't it, game. <laughs> isn't it Sierra Don Anglum now? Oh, uh, Sierra Don Tongles, Thomas Anglum. Yeah. Sierra Anglum Dum Tom Thomas. Yeah. What was he eating that he had, that he got like Just skewers beef. of beef? Yeah. I am excited. He ate, ate he ate eight beef skewers. I I remember it. This is how attached I am to Because you were like, we oh my all god, do I want to do that. We could all do it, though. Okay, I am excited for Michelle. I think she is um, really an intriguing person to return, because she is. this is her way of being like, fuck y'all, I deserve to be here. I think she's going to the end, whether it's on her merit or if people are dragging her along, that's going to be a question. Yeah. She has biggest goat potential. She's one of those... Absolutely. I, yeah, she, I, it's like, she's not quite there. She doesn't quite... We'll see. Have I don't know. That's just me. Like my when I listen to Michelle talk, she's just not at the level of intellect of some of these she's other players. She's one fire making and one bitter jury challenge or bitter jury away from winning again. Yeah, I, I mean, I am fully prepared for her to prove me wrong, and if she does in a really great way, cool. I'll get on the Michelle train. Well, it is time to see who's going to lose the fire making challenge. Damn. Okay, this is a fan list. Well, uh, no, because yeah, this is—I think this was my number that's, one. I mean, yeah, but like the uh, the rest is a fan list. Uh, uh, Yule. Yule. Yule is going to lose yeah. the fire making challenge. Yule is forty four. How tragic would that happening. be? No, absolutely not. <laughs> no, it's because no one can make fire from uh, uh, Cook Islands. Remember uh, Becky and Sundra? Yule's going to channel Sundra and Becky. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Yule, Yule is forty four years old from Concord, California, living in Los Altos, California. Now, uh, he is the winner of Cook Islands. One of the greatest all-time strategists, Yule played with a hidden immunity idol that he used as leverage to get to the end. A broken hidden immunity idol. <laughs> he has played with Parvati in Cook Islands. Never won an individual immunity challenge. He murdered Yule... Parvati in yeah. Cook Islands. Yule is a good person and will use that to his advantage because there are rumors that if he wins, he is going to ask CBS to match that and donate it to Jonathan Penner's... Um, uh, the ALS yeah. Foundation. You, yeah, it's really beautiful. How true that is, who knows? Yeah, he's also a fucking like multi-millionaire. Working for Google, 
Yule has been away from the game for a long time and has a grand, grand reputation. Is he a severe threat, or can he use his distance from the game to be a number in the alliance? I think he can use the distance. I think the distance is his biggest advantage. But I also, I don't think in any iteration of my boot list, I had him in the winner or even the final three, because I think you're stupid if you let him get there. I think I had him at merge. I had him at 12, Andrew at 8, and then Avant at 9. Yeah. I, I, think I expect him to make merge. I, yeah, I'm, he'll make yeah, merge, yeah. but you're stupid to take him I'm so correct. excited to see Yule, because this I'm is... So, I've been waiting for Yule to come back. I'm excited that eye candy... He's punched, He's probably the, the best-looking man on this season, oh, in 100%. my opinion. I, I don't know if he has any connections to anybody, um, but I see him... It's either Yule or Jeremy for best-looking man. Ethan's up there. And Ethan's in the mix. I, I, I don't like any of the guys. Um, okay. <laughs> None of them are your type. None That's of them are the young, type. skinny Twinkies <laughs> for you. Yeah. Michelle. Um, Michelle. Uh, no, so I, <laughs> I think there are going to be so many people who are enamored with Yule, and I, that scares me. I could see if, if Parvati were stupid, she would target him. But that by that point they'll be at the merge or a tribe swap. Right. So, but like also Parvati's have... not stupid. No. Yeah. She's not. <laughs> I think Yule has to talk to Parvati and be like, all right. Are you going to be old Parvati, or are you going to be on my side? Mm-hmm. He played a good game, but he had arguably the most broken immunity I mean, he had a super idol. time. Up until what? Like, until Tony lied about his? Yeah. When did They brought the super idol back at one point, didn't For they? For Kageyan. That's it's it. Tyler Perry idol. There was... Yeah, and then he said he had it until four, but he Which only had it until five. Right. Yeah. But, right. like, Yule, like, would Yule have won had he not had that idol? I think it is possible. It's possible, but he used his leverage. He was playing really well. He played Penner... Yeah, very, like very a fiddle. Well. He yeah. knows how to play to his advantages. He does. I'm excited. I think it's gonna. It's really. And cool he's also a about. relatively understated personality. Like he's not going to stick he's out a little so bit of a so much. Ooh, look at that man. Though. Yeah, I know he's beautiful. All right, who's coming in third place? Um. Okay. Kim. Between Kim, Ethan, and Parvati. Kim. Um. At this point, Parvati and Ethan would. Can have you to imagine say, if this is the final three? People would wet themselves. Parvati and Ethan would have to say, like, we need each other in the end. Well, we're in a final three, though. I'm assuming it's not a final two. There's too many people on this season with Edge of Extinction. There's no way they have enough episodes to do a final two. So we're at the final three. So we're at the final three. So who is the winner? Right. Who gets no votes? So third place. Who's getting third place? Kim. Nope, Parvati. Okay. 36 years old. What fan wrote this That's because That's because we had people that probably put her at number one on their dream list, whereas other people were realistic, and she's not going to make it to the end. I think um, I had her out fifth. We had one person have her as the winner. Heidi. 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 You call Heidi out? I had what I had to. I think I had her at like ninth or something. Um, yeah. I, I, okay, I'll go. Okay. Yeah. She's 36 years old from Atlanta, Georgia, currently living in Los Angeles. She came in sixth place in Cook Islands. She was the winner of Micronesia, and she came in second place in Heroes or Villains, playing a total of 114 days. She is considered one of the greatest winners from both a strategic and social perspective. She formed the Black Widow Brigade and manipulated her way to the end two times in a row, winning once. Parvati originally played on Cook Islands with Yule. She played with Rob Tyson and Sandra on Heroes and First Villains. She is a former member of the Survivor Press, which I think is something that needs to be discussed. Um, Parvati and Sandra are two of four players to play at least three times and only be voted out once. She also has the best track record of any Survivor returning player. Uh, she is known as a flirt. Parvati is now a wife and mother. Will her new roles be cause for her to play an entirely new game? But I want to know how that translates to the bedroom. Do you carry that over? <laughs> Ask Destinies. I'm sorry, Parvati, do you understand the question? Because <laughs> I don't know she's, what she's saying. She's arguably the greatest Survivor player of all time. Uh, yeah. In my mind, 
if Parvati can make it to the merge this season, she's the best. She's not because she should she not be able to make it to the merge this season. I don't want her to. I I <gasps> am not a Parvati <laughs> the fan. The podcast is over. What? You're not a fan? Avant and I just clutched our pearls. <laughs> so I, what? So, so I went to a Amazing Race viewing party this year, um, uh, hosted by Eliza Orleans. Um, and it was, it's a fucking I, stick. It was literally, I think, the day of or the day after the cast came, uh, was officially leaked. And, of course, we were asking her um, her opinions and everything, who she was excited for. She's very, very close you to Sophie. You were asking Eliza. Yeah. She's very, very so- close to Sophie. Um, she still cannot stand Parvati. She wants her to lose so badly. Well, that's like a little bitter, bitter Betty. It's, that's Eliza. I don't yeah. know if Eliza is the... I love Eliza. Didn't I mean, I love Eliza, but I don't know if she's winning? the... Yeah. Yeah. Because Eliza plays the game. She knows what the fuck she's doing. Yeah. Um, but I, so I'm, I've never been a huge fan of Parvati also because I was so high since, uh, um, um, on Sandra forever. I've always been a Sandra fan. Oh, I'm a huge Sandra uh, fan. I'm a huge Sandra fan, and I'm glad fan, Sandra I'm won also Heroes vs. Villains, but like Parvati could have won Vans, Parvati played brilliantly. Villains. Like, I don't like flirts. They're mean to me anyway, so they, okay. I don't like being manipulated by a flirt, so I don't like Parvati. Well, I, as, Cor- um, as Courtney Yates said, and she'll obviously flirt with anything. Yeah. <laughs> anything not, that you not in, moves. A, in a bad way, but like she'll flirt with anybody. So but like, also at the same time, like this is the thing. Parvati was a part of the Pariah Alliance. She was Danielle, Russell, and Parvati. They were all like targets, blah, blah, blah. And yet, Courtney still liked her. Sandra still liked her. She has the ability to be in an alliance with people, but have the people outside of her alliance still like. Like, it's insane. Well, she was and the worst of three evils. But and she's she can, married she can and she charm. has children. And I, I don't think she's going to play a sexually flirting game. I think she's just naturally charismatic. She's incredibly charismatic. I would go straight for her. Sorry. Well, well so two things. As being a member of the Survivor Press, she obviously knows a lot of the ins and outs of what happens behind the scenes. Will that be something people are going to remember and take note of, or is that just a a fact about her? No, I don't think that's... I think I saw a post somewhere, too, that she's the only person on this cast that's friends with everyone that has an Instagram on this cast. Just, like, something to note, Yeah, because she's interviewed and talked to so many of these people. Because she's done... uh, She did the Astro Show for a while. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing is, who's excited to see John Fincher at the family visit? Oh, me. Oh, oh God. God, what he's a beautiful. Good-looking rocket scientist. Oh, man. Um, I wonder how he's aged. I, I mean, know. he has to be sexy to keep up with her. I uh, just think she's so charismatic. You want is. her to like you. There's something about her. She secretes pheromones. And if anyone is able to play up the strategy that we talked Jeremy needing to play, where it's like, you're aware of the fact that you're a threat, you're aware of the people that are like that people are going to target you. The people are like she is the one who would be able to execute that yeah. strategy if anyone on this cast can. Yeah, it'll be fun to watch. I, if she doesn't get voted out first, which she's not, right? You're an idiot. And, yeah, and it's she's true. Gonna, she, the, for, the deeper into the game she goes, the stupider you are. But she will still. I. I said seven people ago. Why haven't we gotten poverty out yet? I don't think. I don't think I had an iteration of my cast list where she didn't make the merge, and that stuns me. I did just because I think it's also because so I big. desperately want her to. I Parvati is one of my favorite players of all time. I would not be surprised if she went pre-merge because her target's so big. I wouldn't either. But, if but she I makes also the merge. She's endgame. I wouldn't be. She's one of those people who like should go pre-merge. I wouldn't be surprised if she went pre-merge. But I actually think has the ability to make the merge. I wish that you had um, individual challenge wins because she's also a physical threat. Yeah, she's absolutely next time. Okay. 
next time. <laughs> Sorry. All right. So next time we, we do winners two at left. war. Two left. Wait, what were our placements? Oh, at I already Parvati? crossed oh. out Kim. Um, <laughs> so I had Parvati at seventeen, Andrew at ten, and then Avon at six. Mm. See, I think she's endgame, but I think it's like that sweet spot where like I see final four, and she got to get out right now. Well, sure. Yeah. Are we gonna so, have a woman win, or is it we continue? C- the CBS the will man. not allow a woman to win ever again. It sucks. I'm sorry. Yeah, it sucks. The twists are all built for that to never happen again. I so think second Kim's place out next. is all right. Kim. Kim Spradlin. Yeah. Kim Spradlin Wolf. Uh, she is 36 years old from San Antonio, Texas. She won One World. She is said to have played one of the greatest and flawless games in Survivor history. Kim has played in the Idol era, having found and not played one herself, but the twists have changed very much since One World. Despite playing only once, Kim's connections are strong between Rob Tyson, Jeremy Adam, and her companions via RHAP. She played with players who played with winners, including Monica, Colton, and Kat playing with Tyson, and Troy Zan playing with Tony, Sandra, and Sarah. Her social game is exceptional. Her challenge prowess, prowess is strong. She has connections without having played a second season. So why would anyone get rid of Kim Spradlin? Because she's a threat. She's largely considered one of the best winners. Yeah, but her target's not as big as, like, Rob and Amber and, and that's Sandra. the thing. She is so... She is the epitome of a perfect player. I don't think... I think she, you're underestimating her target. She played on a season where someone didn't know that a BLT had bacon on it. I mean, to be fair, <laughs> she played with... Idiots. idiots. She did. Now, I know everyone's very down on One World, but I wish this season was One World. I wish it was One Beach... I want I'll, Sabrina back. I want Sabrina well, back. I, I want Chelsea back. No, but like, I, would you? When? Why not have all these players on the same beach? Uh eh. Then we would get the interactions that we wanted. After eh. we talk about, I don't want to waste time on interactions between the two tribes on people who are. We're going to have enough like, like Reem time on Edge of Extinction. Yeah, it's fair. It's oh, can technic- you imagine if Reem is still there? <laughs> Technically, seventeen <laughs> people will be playing on one beach. It's true. Okay. It's well, fair. no, fifteen people will be playing on um, one beach. I'm very, Reem's there. I'm just imagining <laughs> the end of the first episode and somebody's going to Edge of Extinction, and all we hear is, "Dude, welcome." <laughs> <laughs> I would love Reem to always be on the Edge of Extinction. <laughs> I'm very excited to see Kim because I really did not think we would ever see Kim play again. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I, I think she could do very well. I think she will um, do well. I, I had her at third. Well. Andrew had her at third. Um, Avon at tenth. I had her at third? Oh, because I have her coming back from Edge of yeah. Extinction. I had her in a Danny spot. Like, they're they're that. I yeah. think they're, they're, yeah. they're in the same sort of realm. I mean, they're very interchangeable. Similar time period. And they look very similar, too. Um, but also, like, if... if Kim goes to Edge of Extinction. She should come. She could come back. Yeah, yeah. I could see her and Danny being kind of interplaced because I had Danny at third, and like kind of yeah. you guys. And like, I put her at third. I think if Kim were to win this game, she would be the greatest player. She would be with having two wins. A woman's not going to win this season, unfortunately, just because of CBS's bullshit. I think. Okay, never know. I think yeah. like I, I I hope. I mean, I want Denise to win so bad. Um, well, she, but like, can we? Can you say that about anyone if they? Win for the second time? Were they the greatest player? I think Sandra could still argue for that title. I think Sandra could still argue for it, and I think Parvati could still argue for it, even if she's not the winner, depending on how well she does this season. I mean, like, just in terms of number of days played and average placement, she's ridiculous. Yeah. Season 50 should be, like, Sari, Rob Sesternino. Like, we'll, we'll go. All right. The ultimate survivor is the ultimate survivor, Ethan Zahn, at 48 years old. Uh, hometown Lexington, Mass. Current town Hillsborough, New Hampshire. He was the winner of Survivor Africa. 48, same age as Denise. Yeah. Sorry. Um, he mm. played on Survivor All-Stars and get, came in 11th, playing a total of 60 days. 
Playing a strong social game in Africa alongside the trio of Lex and Tom, he being the last remaining winner in Survivor All-Stars. After two cancer experiences, Ethan has the gumption to go all out. Ethan appeared on The Amazing Race with fellow winner and former lover Jenna Maraska. Tied with Amber, Ethan <laughs> Former had... lovers? That's mm-hmm. so weird. It's true. Former lover Amber Burkich. <laughs> uh, well, tied with former lover Amber Burkich, Ethan has the record for the longest period in between appearances on the show at 16 years and 32 seasons. Ethan has played with Rob and Amber on Survivor All-Stars and previously dated Amber. Mm-hmm. So, after two cancer experiences, Ethan has the gumption to go all out. Is it possible that the sweet old school Ethan will turn into aggressive new school Ethan? If someone can adapt from the old school players, it's Ethan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think Absolutely. he's got a mind for it and he's ready to do it. I, I, also I, think, I have him going deep. I think he is so revered that people are just going to be enamored with him and be like, oh my god, you're here, this is so amazing. And he's just going to be like, I'm going to just cut your throat while you least expect it. Yeah, he's one of those people... So I've been re-watching um, from the beginning of Survivor, um, and I'm, I've just finished Oh, so All-Stars. you're going to watch Cambodia with me when you get there? No. <laughs> so I'll skip that one. Um, but I just finished All-Stars. And I think, like, when I was watching Africa, I was actually like... Not that he didn't play it well and make it to the end, but I was a little underwhelmed by Ethan's game in some respects... And then I watched All Stars, and I'm like, "This is." Can we talk about scandal? Ethan adapted sec? so well in All Stars, like he his his game in All Stars was brilliant. He should never have been able to make it that far. Everyone was targeting yeah. the winners. He started on a tribe that wanted him out first. Like, he did very well. Yeah. Also, he's beautiful in All Stars. <laughs> Ethan's gorgeous. I have him as my winner. There are conspiracy theorists that think he should not have won Africa because in the final four, production answered the question incorrectly. The question was, oh, who right. here has their ears pierced? And everybody said, Kelly, when really... Oh, I would love to see Kelly back. Um, Same. But ever, but Lindsay was also the correct answer. So Lex should have been in the final two. And if you if you have Lex in the final two with any of the other player, Lex is arguably the winner. I don't like Lex. I didn't like his game in All-Stars. Yeah. That's just the facts. Wait. So Ethan is also incredibly The final to- four immunity challenge? Yes. When they would have gotten rid of Probably Kim, and then I think Lex was either going to take Tom or Ethan, but I still think the jury oh, would have oh, given oh. it to Lex. Sure. So Ethan was incredibly lucky. I don't that, like, know, though, because up. I do think the jury thought Lex was a bit of a blowhard. Like, Kelly was that irritated that, that, like, he, like, got one vote against him and went on a tirade and, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm not sure. So Ethan was incredibly lucky to win. Also because of his life experience surviving lymphoma, I think he has nothing to lose. Yeah, I agree. And I think he's going to play really hard. He's also, I think, he has raised $80 million for his... um, His soccer organization? Yeah. For kids? He's graduated, like, 2 million kids from it. He's an incredible person. You'd have to be morally reprehensible to vote him out, but at the same time, this is Survivor. We've seen a lot of morally reprehensible things. Where did everybody else have him on the list? Don't like say um, like their name, but just like the numbers. So I had him at eight. Andrew at seven. Um, you had him as your winner. Then he was, was he was in my winner mix. Heavily. Yeah, there was an eight, six, eleven, fifteen, five, and then there was another winner pick. Eight, six, eleven, fifteen, five. Interesting. This so kind of all over the place. So exciting because like literally anything. Anything could happen. could happen. Yes. The only thing that's been spoiled for me is who's out first, only because and of, we're like, not going to C- discuss it. No, but like CBS footage has confirmed it. But like literally, I have a friend. I'm not actively looking for spoilers, me but either. I have a friend because I want to be surprised. I have a friend that reads all of the spoilers, and I'm like, so who do you th- do you know who's winning? And he's like, there have been so many boot lists, nobody knows what the fuck's gonna happen. Yeah. yeah. And it's so exciting. It's so refreshing. Well, I'm very, very, very excited for this. Season. Um, if you are just listening to this podcast because you listen to Block Talk, 
I hope you'll consider watching Survivor. This would be a great season to come back in if you watch a, a one season or whatever. Or you just want to hang out and watch with us. There are a lot of us watching, and we're gonna we're here, and we're going to fangirl the entire time. Uh, so please, join us on our journey through Survivor Winners at War. Where can we find you both on social media? My name is Avant Garbage, and you can find me on Instagram at the only trash queen. And you can find me on Venmo at the only trash queen as well. <laughs> uh, and I, uh, I'm just at Andrew Orsi on Twitter and Instagram. That's O-R-S-I-E. All one word. Very easy. I'm also that on Venmo. I mean, live your life. Yeah. I'm not a drag queen, but you can still tip me. <laughs> well, it, it was an honor reuniting the two of you. Because uh, you are former co-workers. And friends. And, and friends. friends. With busy lives. Yeah. <laughs> um, neither of them brought me burger or lobster, but that's okay. <laughs> neither of us work there Neither anymore. of us are going to go into that place again. Because fuck that place. Fuck them. They Ugh. did us both dirty. And now they have fucking drag brunch when I organized that shit. For I them. know. Then, never mind. Fuck burger or lobster. Uh, drag brunch. Just and now they have brunch drag. <laughs> well, this was a pleasure. <laughs> Thank you both for being here. Thank you for having Thanks us. Thanks for having us. The biggest thanks to Andrew Navant for coming on. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, or Stitcher, and leave us a review while you're there. If you have any questions or comments, drop me a line at theaterinthenow.com via our question link. Until next time, I'm Michael Block, and that was Block Talk. Mm-hmm.